Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm. We're back. Ultimate. It's... Yeah, I'm tired still. Yay! You yeah. can do things again. I can, yeah, we Woo! can. This content. Mm-hmm. Content. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just want to sleep. <laughs> content. 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 <laughs> I want to sleep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about ultimate today. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. So let's get started. I'm Mr. Happy Sly. You're here. I've missed you, pal. Hi. I missed you. I missed you too. I missed you. I hope I hope to hear all sorts of tales about your PvP and Mario Party endeavors from while I was gone. I can't wait. No. <laughs> That's fun, boy. Right. And as is tradition, whenever we bring on or whenever we bring up a show about a new ultimate, we usually try to bring on the team that worked on it first. So sorry, Svi and Keo. You get to have a break this time. Cause there's a new king in town. Team Neverland has been brought on, and we have a couple of their members here. Zep, how you doing? Zep, your returning guest. Hello, it is I, Zep, or Zepi, whatever you want to call me. Did you have voice? I'm, I'm assuming one of those is correct, however. Correct, yeah. I think usually you just call me Zep. Okay. There you go. Right. Well, welcome, welcome back. And uh, first time guest on the show, uh, somebody filling a very unique role that we don't really get to talk about too much when we talk about Ultimate. One of their, I guess I'll call extra extras, ninths, tenths, whatever you would prefer. We have Skylar. Hello, Skylar. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. So I was the uh, the ninth member of the Neverland of the uh, allegedly Wolfers group. <laughs> Here we go. Stop it. No. No, we were not going to have this bullshit the entire show. We were not going to have this bullshit. We went through this from pre-show. No, allegedly. I mean, listen. I, 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 refuse. I, I, I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. God. That'll come up later, I'm sure. At some point. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly, I think, maybe. There you go. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, it's nice to... The Maybe Legends. <laughs> the Maybe Legends. <laughs> Imagine that your title specifically just says the Maybe Heavens Legends. <laughs> it's... No. So yeah, this this show is sponsored by... Uh, who, uh, happy- <laughs> Sponsored by Steel Series. Still no giveaways for the moment working on something with them, but still we have the discount code. They just put out a new mouse not too long ago, the Aerox 9, which is a traditional MMO mouse, something they didn't have before. They had fancy wancy stuff. Now they went with something more traditional. So I used it throughout all of Prague. So it's very fancy. So thank you to them. Be sure to check it out with the command or in the YouTube description. And shout out to our patrons who will do an extra shout out for a little bit later towards the end of the show. I like how y'all are memeing in the Twitch chat, like, while we're in the middle of... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that Fatal mut- Mutation, bro. Like, they are legendly. That's fucking big brain, dude. That is pretty big brain. I, I, I gotta admit, I, I'm a pretty big fan of that. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so... this. I'm the most relaxed on this show than I think I have been in, in weeks. Sly, meanwhile, just with his popcorn the whole time, just like y'all. y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just there watching all of it, and like I, I had like streams, like on like I have a three monitor setup, and while I was doing PvP, I had like at least three streams going. 
just watching like all the phases, just seeing everything go on. So it was, it was really, it was really unique to see like so many perspectives and so, uh, so many different strats and, and whatnot happening at the same time. Um, which kind of brings me to my, my first question for all of you. Um, we, we've known about this for quite some time. Y'all had time to prepare. So what was the preparation like for you? What did you do to prepare? Um, well, I think this is like a two-handed question for us in specific because uh, initially into this prog, we would have gone as two different groups, but due to certain circumstances, we merged into one group one month before. Um, in terms of preparation, I think you have your usual suspects. We went through the old extreme fights, Thornton, Nithok, and then I told pretty much everyone, okay, <clears throat> Do the dungeons by yourself, the vault, Sorkai. Um, and then after we finished that, we did that very early on. And after we finished that, we did a bunch of, uh, like extra challenges from our caster that he set us, set out for us. And then I think that was pretty much it in terms of preparation. It sounds about right. We had to, we had to talk a lot, or we had to like agree on a lot of things as a group because we did form this short before the ultimate. So that was, I guess, part of the preparation as well. I think at least one right there we spent just talking about like, okay, how do you guys proc? How do you want to do breaks? How much do you want to sleep, etc. Um, yeah, but yeah. Pretty important to be on the same page as all those things. And that's, I actually want to extend that question very, very specifically to Skylar. So we have brought up ninth manning before. For those unfamiliar, it's the idea of having yes. somebody who's more in like a, like a, like a backseat coaching role. You know, they can, they can do all the research, start coming up with strategies. They can fill all sorts of roles. Mm -hmm. So, um, was that the intention? Were you, did you come into this knowing that you were going to be a ninth man right away? Was there any, it was, was that like a, a role shift because of the merger that happened? Um, I was, I actually, I've been playing, I've been hardcore farming since like Heaven's Soul pretty much myself. I, lately I've just been kinda losing the motivation to do it, I feel like. And my mental's not really stable enough to do it anymore, I think. And I haven't really achieved what I wanted to. So when the Ultimate came around, I was kinda like, I made a Twitter post and a Reddit post saying I wanted to try out Night Manning for any group out there. Didn't really get any responses. I, I had Layla's group hit me up, but I never really heard back from them. Uh, and then 10 days before the ultimate, uh, Zeppi DM'd me asking if I wanted to try for them. And it was kind of just like last minute that I just had to wing it for that group. And how was the experience as the, I guess that's your first uh, time going through it. It was a lot more stressful than I thought it would be. <laughs> I thought it would just be like, sit back, watch POVs, and do some diagrams and callouts, but it's actually a lot more work than I thought it was. Yeah, and I think that's something that has never really come across to most people, because most people don't see it. It's just not something people get to experience firsthand or see how it's done firsthand. So There's usually a lot of things you can do as a ninth. You need to like put yourself into the mindset of, okay, what can I do in order to make my the life of the people playing easier yeah and uh as long as you keep that guideline in your mind um 
I think a lot of things fall in place that you want to do. So, so to kind of go a little bit more in depth about knife manning, is it, um, as you are kind of like that spotter kind of role, is it a lot, is, is it a lot of like Photoshop, a lot of paint, a lot of, you know, you know, stopping replays and then, you know, making diagrams, many, many diagrams of strats. Is it, is it kind of like that? Um, I would say definitely the replay part. I definitely went through a lot of pull footage, especially for the media phase, where we just mm-hmm. like take like 10 pulls of getting to the media phase because we wiped out every time we got there. And I would just make a diagram every time of each tower pattern of what we had. And I just like try to figure out if there was any pattern to it and try to base a strat off of it. But mm-hmm. that's what diagrams itself throughout the whole fight didn't really have to make many. I know I made a couple as well, uh, other linesmen. And the group in general made a couple themselves. So mostly it was, for me, it was mostly checking through VOD footage and mostly doing, uh, doing callouts for specific mechanics in the fight. It's usually a little bit of everything, I would say. Yeah. And, uh, in specific, at least for the group that I am in, uh, the, the, our two ninth mans also suspect of receiving random DMs from me in the middle of the, of the poll. And me asking, hey, can you do this real quick? Can you do can you do this real quick? Can you do yeah. can you make a timeline? Can you can you quickly check this? Can you check that? Yeah. <laughs> so that happened a lot as well. And I just, so just did a game the first time. It was very helpful if members asked me for something specific to look for. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, very different than my preparation for ultimate, which uh, you know was hardcore hours, but not. An attempt at world first, you know, just, uh, we really want to get this done as quick as possible. So my most important piece of prep was this. <laughs> Making sure that there was plenty of food and beverage in the fridge, uh, water and coffee to get through everything. And then otherwise, I guess similar enough where, um, we just redid the old extremes. We spent like two hours. We didn't even like do any more than that. It was, it was just, we all, we all looked at each other and was like, you remember how to play, right? Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, then we're good. We're good. We've, we've read it together before. We don't, it's, it's, you know, we don't have, we don't have to talk about it much. We're good. We figured that, it out. That actually reminds me, when we did do the extremes, especially Thordon, um, I made a pin in our Discord with every single night, their name, and every single ability they have. Mm-hmm. Just because I was worried that they would, you know, do something wild with it. And interestingly, we I, I would add also that we also did the normal mode. Because Thorda in a normal mode actually has more mechanics, slightly different mechanics, let's, let's put it like that, than he does in Extreme, at least the Knights. Um, for example, the Paladins do dash through the map in normal mode, but they don't do this in Extreme at all. And they place these um, orbs. Um, so... We did the same for Nitok, but Nitok and Nitok normal and extreme is literally just the same, except a few more mechanics added in extreme. But the difference in sword and normal and extreme was definitely noticeable. Uh, also, the, the the swing is actually hilarious. Yes. I don't know. If yeah, I, I, I actually I actually <laughs> deliberately said <laughs> I like wonder. Five minutes on that. I wonder yeah. if they're going to. Yeah, because I remember Skylar telling me that I was. I think it was you, Skylar, that if you're on the opposite side of the map, 
when he goes to do the swing. It's faded on the front of the song, yeah. Yeah, he, but he, like, moves it, so fast. It's a dive bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a movement dive bomb. It's just so hilarious to watch. Like, we were... We, we, it happened to us coincidentally because we were just, you know, talking about, okay, okay, what could they do? And we're just chilling, right? And uh, we get to that phase and suddenly Thornton spins, <laughs> speeds through the map, swinging his sword. And we're like, what the hell is just happening? <laughs> so we just spent there, like, actually, like, 10 minutes just letting him dive through the center of the map all the time, back and forth. Um, that was that was pretty funny. And then, obviously, uh, I forgot to mention, um, we... I expected a lot of chain stuff to happen in this fight, so I I, I did mention, okay, I'm going to do uh, fights that have chain mechanics, and uh, I, we also know that um, O10S was based on a lot of mechanics that Nitok used to do back then, like it was the fixed version of Nitok, so to say, and uh, so we did that as well, and also because the the Svelga model and the uh, OTNS model are the same. Uh, so I figured, okay, there's a good chance that they may use the animations, the spin and the flip from Midgard Soma and put it on Svelga this time. Um, it didn't actually happen, but I just wanted to be prepared for the case that it does. Um, and other than that, I personally, I did make a tweet about it, but uh, I also replayed the entire Heavensward story. Uh, I talked to pretty much every single NPC. I read every single side quest, just in case that there is some form of like a really bad riddle. That's some T-PTSD um, right there, is what yeah. that is. <laughs> that is that is a T-PTSD. And uh, for my group that did not do it, I pretty much made like a short TLDR as well, up to the point where Ezale dies. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to be prepared. And also wanted to be, like, more engaged and motivated for the Ultimate in general. Because I remember before I did this replay, whenever, whenever I thought about Thornton, uh, I wasn't too excited about him. Especially, like, back then when I, when I initially Heaven's Sword released. I felt like he died too quickly and he didn't have too much screen time. But... After replaying it, I was, I felt very differently. I was like, oh, actually this guy is pretty cool. And now like in the ultimate where he spawns right at the start of the fight after the checkpoint and he just fucking pumps out mechanics. I thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, I love Thornton so much more now. He's got a lot more screen time now, I can assure you. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I open, I have the fight up on like a bunch of monitors. And I was like, okay, so they're on Thornton and they're on Thornton and on Thornton. <laughs> oh, they're on Double Dragons. Oh, never mind. They wiped it back to Thornton. Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Actually. Yeah. Uh, no, no. What was that? Uh, I don't know if this is too far, but I, I guess it doesn't matter that much. When I did replay the story, uh, I also meant um, not, uh, the area I also did as well. Because I noticed, or like I thought, in the area, Estinian uses the eye for two things. One, to suppress the power of Nitok, and two, to generate this huge 90% damage shield. And I was so sure 
they're going to use this 90% damage shield again <laughs> in some form yeah. or fashion for a riddle, or they're going, to, or we are going to pick up an eye like we do in the story from this Valgar, and then we are going to suppress the power of Nitok or Dragon King Thornton. Unfortunately, neither of this happened, but if this was a riddle-based ultimate, I think they would have probably done something like that. Probably would have also been like three minutes shorter. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. All right, well... We got some general overlooks into the preparation, and now we have an ultimate. And man, when and I, I, I was already afraid of Mister Ozma's name. He's not Mister Ozma anymore. <laughs> he has to replace his name with with Mister Thornton or something like that. It's because Mister Yuko twenty twenty two. Yeah, because <laughs> that man was. Un, was unleashed in total. If you include the knights phase, which has another unique interaction, I never had an ultimate before. You clock in at about twenty-one mm-hmm. minutes forty-five with all the downtime included, something in that capacity for the entire encounter. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. long. It's I was wondering, in terms of lengths, I, I was I was wondering if. The checkpoint was done after they announced the delay. Because the way I see it is that he probably worked on this a long, a long, long time now. And he probably made, put in so much that he didn't want to cut out anything anymore. And I think the checkpoint was probably done so they don't need to cut anything out from it, but also keep the fight interesting and difficult. There's probably some parts that weren't as long if this fight was released in 5.5 or wouldn't have existed in the same fashion. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't there an interview with Yoshi P where he said, like, it's not 20 minutes or, like, barely not 20 minutes? And it just, like, <laughs> I, I just imagine him rubbing his hands and they'd be like, yeah, if you put a check point of two minutes <laughs> and the rest is 19 minutes. <laughs> but right after we cleared and I started to see the timer, I made the joke. Uh, of like, okay, the fight is 1955, and then the interview says it's below 20. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Every time we talk about it out loud. And I was actually curious about that. This is to all of you. Do you think that much changed from the way it was developed in 4, 5.5's release? Something they said they technically could have achieved if they were to, you know, maybe push back Endwalker a little bit? Do you th- do you think it did end up? And I, I hope they say this. Do you think it probably did actually change anything significant between then and now when it released? Mm, I'm not sure if mechanically they changed anything. At most, I think they added more stuff to it. But one thing I would definitely say is that in terms of how flashy it is and the the VFX and the new things they added. I think you definitely felt the the time difference. Like the, I, in the in the middle of Prague, I even mentioned this a couple of times to the group. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you you, you notice the two and a half years in this. This is, yeah, this is noticeable. It's pretty wild." So, yeah, I, I like the little additions of like the NPCs in the background and Alphino coming into joy and stuff. I think that was really neat additions to the whole fight. 
Yeah, I do wonder. Sly, how much have you um kept up with? Have you watched like Clear Vods or anything like that up to this point? Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen Clear Vods all the way through. Um, yeah, in in comparison to T and um Uwu and Yukob, uh, this has to be probably the most theatric ultimate we've seen. Like they they really uh in, in terms of aesthetic put a lot into it. And it, it was, it, it, it was more than a challenge. It told, it was, it was basically, it was basically Square Enix's what if. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all it was. It was basically Square Enix's what if. And then, and then it, it just happens to be an ultimate. So, um, yeah, it's just doubly good. Yeah. Big thing is, um, ultimate stories have largely been inferred. Before, you know, yeah. we know the events in the order they take place and they maybe shuffle things or, or embellish things. But, it, you know, yeah. like they never stop and tell you, oh, you know, the, the cat was the answer all along in, in T. But if you know T's lore, like Zep was very, very paranoid preparing <laughs> for it, um, then you put it all together. You're like, wow, they, they really thought about that. But this, they made it an actual story the minstrel is he's actually narrating through the whole thing letting you know how things got to be the way they were he wants to imagine a different ending and it even comes to a close with what is the close on heaven's word story but a reimagined version with uh you know the way edmont would have told the story in in the actual msq so the parallels and i have to wonder if if we should expect this kind of quality going forward because I think this is an example of the quality of the story and the game improving over time, affecting the way that ultimate, the quality that ultimate could be. I, I think it's a parallel. I, I think like Square Enix really put the onus on themselves to kind of make something greater than Thornton for the next ultimate. Like they, they really. It's not twenty minutes for fuck's sake. Don't don't do it again. Like give me <laughs> give me a little time before we do another twenty minute one, please. I think they might do another checkpoint though. I wouldn't be surprised about and, that. Yeah. And in regards to the checkpoint, I wanted to ask you all about that because we really haven't even gotten into the fight. So um, so you do you start out with knights, and then all of a sudden Thornton's here, and you just gotta. Give him one good, one good love tap, and then after that, after you die, and oh, what do you know? You're at Thornton. First of all, how did y'all feel when y'all first saw that there was this checkpoint? And knowing what you know now about Ultimate and like the timing of the fight itself, do you think the checkpoint was placed at a good point? For sure, it was the the. I think it was the right point. For many reasons, actually. Um, so, what I like about it, first of all, the, the reaction obviously was like, what? No way. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> actually put a checkpoint in this. What like the seven people hell? yelling checkpoints. <laughs> what the hell? And then, the second reaction in your mind is like, are there more? Obviously, we know the answer now is no, but... In the middle of Prague, after every phase, you're like, checkpoint, 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 checkpoint. <laughs> and the answer is just like, no. And you're like, ah, how long is this fight? <laughs> um, but I, I do think, and I, I like it because the other reason is in 
P1, you have mechanics that appear again at the very end, or later on, and you don't get to practice them a lot because of the checkpoint. <laughs> and obviously, when you're on the riddle part of the fight with Horshafar, you also realize, damn, maybe we should spend more time back in P1 again and check what we can actually do. And you, because you progress through it and you cannot go back to it anymore, obviously it's like, okay, we got to reset the instance, reset the instance, reset the instance, or just wipe, right? Uh, so it was pretty good idea to like force the group or the players out of the, the phase that matters a lot so that they don't, so that they are surprised about it again when they have to reprog it or like check what is possible and what is not possible. I think another really important thing with the checkpoint was the discussion around what exactly was checkpointed past. Because the description of the Dragon Song instance mentions saving a dear friend, which instantly gets everyone's mind going. But once you checkpoint past that, you start to wonder, but... <laughs> Yeah. Huh? I mean, he was targetable. He had a debuff. Yeah. But we don't have LB. Like, we, there's nothing we can do. So I guess you're not supposed to save him. And you're like, yeah, and on top of that, like, what? They're going to checkpoint me past it? Oh, we screwed it up. I guess I got to rezone. I got to re-instance to fix it. So it's just this discussion was driven about why. Like, why there of all places would they put one? And when you get to the reason why, you're like, Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that was also one of the things that went through my mind, uh, or like our, gr our group's mind, um, was to think about, okay, maybe it's something like Uvu again, where you progress through the fight being Thordan, Nidastinian, and then the Ice, and then you realize all this time spent was wasted. And we have to go back to square one, and we have to do something in here at the start of the instance to fix it. And uh, that was one of the first ideas once you got there. Um, but th th and and then the idea would have been that there are two different checkpoints, something they might actually do in the next ultimate, maybe. Uh, where, okay, if you do something in P1 differently, you get to the other checkpoint, and then you progress the actual fight. Whereas if you do nothing, and you just progress normally, you get to the other checkpoint, the one that is with Thornton. Um, but yeah, obviously this didn't happen yet. <laughs> Skylar over here, just remembering having to knife man, all these thought processes. It's just like, I thought it was going to be, I thought this was supposed to be fun. <laughs> I, I just fake, I just remember when we saw the, uh, coming after the eye phase, when we went back to P1, I just remember the uh, reactions very clearly of everybody. And like, I remember like everyone screaming to save Horshafon when he came back. <laughs> and we just like, heal him, heal him, heal him. And like, it's like, oh, he cannot be healed. <laughs> it's like, well, he died again. Oh, all right. That, that, that was actually also, uh, one, one thing. Uh, uh, after we did save Horshafon, I did actually think they would add a checkpoint here. Um, for, because it's another Thordan phase, and uh, this would also circumvent the issue with Uvu back then and make it good here. Because what is the reason that Uvu is considered slightly easier than the other ultimates? It's because people already know the main gimmick of it, right? The main gimmick was, uh, I think he said that in a fan fest, what if everything you did was wrong and you realize that 
right? And people nowadays, they don't get that experience anymore because they just yeah. read, okay, you have to do this, and then the boss awakens. So people don't prog through the original idea anymore, right? They don't get to experience that. And I thought to myself, okay, how could you fix that? How could you make the players progress through the entire thing while also having that kind of realization? And the way to do that would be to force the tank LB3, right, on Horshafon. So you need to get the LB and go through the normal fight in order to get to the next fight. And um, so I thought, okay, it's like it, it could be a checkpoint, but then the realization kicked in. This is just a long fight. <laughs> the, the, and, and the reaction to that is mixed. Um, well, that's good. Or, oh, no. <laughs> what a realization of like well, only ten minutes and we have like another eight minutes ish. <laughs> that was probably the worst realization. Every phase you get, you're like, well, there's no way this is the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, what about the the status bar and the and the it says you're yeah. at a hundred and it's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> if only my my eyes my eyes were so fixated on that. Like whenever we got to the new new mechanic, I'm like. <laughs> Does go up, does go up, does go up, does go up, please go up, please go up, please go up. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna headache thinking about it. This fight, this fight did a number. It did such a number. And the Knights phase, it, it, speaking more about the Knights phase in particular, it is, it's, it's very twin Tanya y in a sense where I don't think anyone really finds any, like, you learn it and you do it and you get it done with, and I don't think anyone really thinks to, or struggles with it at once, once it's understood. So it's it's that first phase kind of formality that we're used to in Ultimate, but it it doesn't feel quite Ultimate enough. But then you get the checkpoint and you really miss that. Like, yeah, like it's remixed, but it doesn't like feel like you're like oh this this could be savage probably you know there's not anything too crazy here. It's just what they have. Yeah, but- I like how our castle described it. It was kind of like, it's like a tutorial, like, are you ready for an ultimate fight-ish? It's Faust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very, very Faust. Faust yeah. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Faust, and, and it's, it's like if all three Fausts came together and just fought you at once. Not an idea I really like. I'm going to be completely honest. <sighs> anyway, we get through the Knights phase, you get into Thornton, and uh, I'm going to say this. Unrelated to the encounter itself, I am glad they did not use the Primal's remix of Heroes for the entirety of the Thornton phase. Same. I, I I think with how much I have to hear it, I don't think it's the right track for Thornton in this case. It's a nice listen, but it's not a great track for the, for the fight. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that take as well. I think I've seen a lot of people mention that they thought the the BGM was a little bit lacking, but I think it was the right choice the way how they did it. Because the tracks themselves are already very good and they're all, all very like orchestrally and like adrenaline pumping. So I thought personally I I enjoyed them. I liked them. I mean, I, I will say the eye phase was putting me to sleep some pools. I love that track. Like watching it and like just the mechanics are not very difficult <laughs> and it's just the music as well. It's like it's kind of putting me to sleep sometimes. <laughs> That's definitely the wrong place to close your eyes, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think. Sorry. Oh, 
Um, speaking of that face and the song, uh, I think I would have, and I think that song needs more time to develop, right? Because it gets really emotional later on. And I think it would have probably been better if you had played the song up until Hanchefant survives. But I'm not sure. Yeah, the Hanchefant music is literally just the vault's background track. Yeah. It's not even the vault yep. boss music like you have in phase one, which was a bit weird, but the adrenaline was so pumped. I didn't, at that point, I was just like this, okay, it's a, it's a phase five pull. That's all that matters. It's a phase five pull. It's no, no Nidhogg memes. Just, just, just phase five. It's all that matters to me right now. Just don't screw it up. Uh, but yeah, that one, that one part's kind of, kind of strange. Although that's not, so the, the name of the track for the eyes phase, it's not Dragon Song. It's something else. Yeah. So it's a track that's just, just a, it's like an instrumental of a specific part and they take away a few instruments. So I don't oh, I know how much that would have kicked up because they play Dragon Song in a later phase. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but I think the music choices were still all good. The music choices felt like they were yeah. also trying to tell a story. And Yukob didn't yeah. have any remixed music. It just used the track from the Flames of Truth, uh, from the Flames of Truth trailer. And I thought that th- that didn't need to change at all either. So I think this is just a good example of it doesn't always need to be a remix. My yeah, is fine. Yeah, uh, and especially when I'm going to have to listen to it as much as I do, I was in the Thornton phase, because uh, yeah, it's a lot of Thornton, it's a lot, a lot of Thornton. Back to Thornton. Back and back to Thornton. And from Thornton we go back to Thornton. That's the worst <laughs> part. <to> <laughs> Twice. <laughs> E5 in the last phase. Yes, you constantly have to go back to... It's like, go back. Go back to my weakest form. It's like it's like evolving to Char Charmeleon and Charizard. And he's like, nope, back to Charmander. Every single time. Ugh. Uh, either, but this, this phase I thought was a great way to instantly kind of send a message to everyone doing the fight. Especially after the Knights phase kind of being like, like a Faust. This was a... Yeah, you know those, you know trios? Yeah, you're doing them now. Like, this is normally the thing they save for later. That's, that's just how they've always done it. You know, they wait for Ultima, they wait for Bahamut, they wait for, you know, Alexander. Here, Thorn's like, I'm here. Like, I'm the first real phase, so I'm doing it right off the bat. I'm not waiting until later to do trios. And, uh, they, they don't hold back. <laughs> they don't. They don't really hold back at all in this phase, as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, one of the harder phases in the whole fight, if I'm going to be honest, I think, in terms of execution. I'd, so going into the going into the first mechanic, we have Strength of the Ward. And uh, I have to imagine that, that the impression of that mechanic is, it was reverberating for you guys throughout the rest of the fight. Yeah. You sound scared of it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't have many thoughts on that in particular, but mm, not sure. Just felt like an ultimate mechanic, if anything. Yeah, it's your your typical trio, right? Yeah, just sets that uh, pace very early. It, it, I was quite surprised to see stuff start so early as well. It made me think that they will ramp up 
every single phase so much that there would be more checkpoints. But I think the reason why it does that is because they just, it's just a modern UCOP, right? Where they notice the player skill has risen up so much that they really need to go all out right from the start. And I, I think it's, it, it did have like a similar effect on me where I was like, damn, that is early. That is fast. Uh, I guess, I, I guess this is just the, the modern ultimate now. This is how the, the game is. I think they definitely put it early on purpose, because, like, if you remember, like, you got, like, Heaven's Soul Trio, it's, like, very deep into the fight, and having to practice that doesn't, like, you get very little practice on them later on in the fights. So, like, putting them early, like, you have a lot of practice to get them right every time. And I think that's also why a lot of people, like, don't really, like, see them as hot mechanics, is because you just do it every, like, you do it so often, two minutes into the fight, so you kind of just, like, forget that, like, it's not easy, it's not an easy mechanic to do. Yeah, and that carries into Sanctity, which I think is a big show. It, it's light rampant, but ultimate essentially in terms of like how it how it treats the players. It's it's like okay, well, good luck <laughs> because you got to get through this to get to everything else. And that I still see to this day. I've been watching a lot of Prague over on Twitch of people who are on Nidhog the next phase, but go through so many meteor pulls before ever getting to see him again while they work that out on more casual raid hours. So, <laughs> Skylar, since you were the ninth man, um, I'm sure this was a good, this was a point where you realized that your role in all of this was going to be far more than you initially intended. I think this, this would be when I would predict is when you really, really realized yeah. what your role was going to be. Yeah, the the media phase was definitely the first time I was like, okay, I need to go to like multiple vaults, multiple pools, start drawing out these towers and stuff, and try to see if there's any pattern to make this easier. Because we had we had like a strat, but like it was very inconsistent if it worked or not. So like just going to multiple vaults and like I think Snap came up with like a good strat to go about it was to look for the cardinal tower and just go to that one every time. Any cardinal, and if there was no cardinal, you would just look for like two opposite ones. That's kind of how we went about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. For day one, at least, we had a strat that worked about, like, I would say, like, 70, 75% of the time. Yeah. And then when we went to bed and woke up for the next day, we uh, had, like, a night to sleep on it. And we're like, okay, let's change this. This needs to be more consistent. Um, but this also, this mechanic in specific sets the theme for the entire fight where they tell you we have this mechanic here and there are small patterns to it but essentially this is basically RNG so figure your way out of this and please go ahead and try but there is RNG and there will be a lot of more RNG in this fight if I had to guess your strategy that works 70 to 75 percent of the time was to anchor, like, if you had two meteors opposite of each other, that was fine. You just probably paired up and then just went. And if they weren't, you probably anchored somebody and shifted two people over so that they were opposite. I have to imagine most people kind of went through that initial, oh, the meteors are opposite. They're, they're fine. Just rotate. We did try that as well. But uh, actually what we did was we used 
um, north and west, and we try to place the meteors as oh, close as possible. Yeah, so to go opposite ways yeah. of each other, make a circle. That's what we tried. It it did work many times, but there were some times when it was just okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not really feasible anymore. So. Yeah, I can think of a few patterns where that doesn't work. If you get like a northeast and like a southwest one tower. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes yeah. there's like a giant open spot between them. It's like, okay, well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just recognize that and then now you can do it normally. <laughs> but then yeah. I, that messes, I'd imagine that messes up with the end location for figuring out a tower if you have to swing that for that specific pattern. That, but, that as well, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredibly, it, it's so, like, you recognize it. If you've done Ultimate, you recognize everything in that phase immediately. But how it's laid out is <laughs> a time. Yeah. It's a time. And that's that's kind of how I yeah. felt. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. That's how I felt about this whole Ultimate. I never felt like the Ultimate broke ground in terms of what it was asking me to do. It was just asking everyone to do it perfectly the whole time. Yeah. I think most mechanics, it's, it's everything is kind of like we've seen everything before in fights. Like it's not something groundbreaking new mechanically. It's mostly doing them all at the same time and eight people doing it consistently every time. And uh, that can definitely lead to some tensions, groups out there, so stay vigilant. <laughs> also, first, fir- first case of uh, Mr. Osmo telling us he literally put every mechanic you can think of into this fight. Oh, okay. Meteor placements were not a part of Thornton Extreme, but they are now, so. Not, not to mention arm's length. Yeah. Okay, yeah, true. This is the first encounter, I think, in the game where you cannot do it without uh, a knockback resistance. Or- unless you're Arthur, who still believes that you can do it without it somehow. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Maybe if you had eight very specific jobs that could somehow, like, tanks just run in and yeah, take all the tanks. dot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all tanks. There you go. They all heal themselves through the dot. All yeah, tanks. totally. Eight paladins just clementying through the dot for, just what, a minute? Wasn't it like a minute long or like a minute and a half yeah, long? A minute. <laughs> it's just like 40,000, 50,000 a tank. Oh my god. Yeah. Or you can do that some of the other pro strats where you just run through the fucking middle to drop meters. Oh, I've seen those. <laughs> oh my god, that was the most troll thing I've ever seen. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's, it, that's, that is groundbreaking. We've never had a fight that, we've had strategies that require arm's length and sure cast, but never a fight that dictates it. Yeah. God, Osmo. I think I think I feel like he saw he saw our wormhole strategies and it's like okay everyone's using arm length there. Let me make a mechanic that literally forces you to use arm length somehow. That's that's what I think, but I don't know. Well, everyone likes to say every mechanic is wormhole, so I guess that's that's in line with <laughs> it. You're gonna say something, Skylar? Uh. I thought no, you were. No. Oh, right. I was going to oh, say, yeah. did you, did you see the, uh, the video of like, I think it was the Chinese group where like they had like the auto walk macro? Yes. And he would just like press it every time <laughs> to place them perfectly. It's insane how efficient that is. Have you not seen that yeah. slide? Wait, 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 wait. Re- repeat that. <laughs> uh, An auto walk macro? Yeah. Yeah, essentially it walks for exactly the distance you need to move to drop a meteor and then stops and you just turn your, you just press it. Every single time your character stops, you just press it again. Yeah. And it places the meteors perfectly. And it places the meteors. You can do the bad pattern successfully with it even. 
Now, I will say your ping is going to change how effect, how effective it is to some capacity, but um, it works largely. Like you need a, you need pretty high ping for it to not work. I think is the thing. So uh, that's yeah, dude. That's the new meta. It's just auto walk macros. <laughs> We we noticed uh, well if you, if we talk macros or like in game stuff, we utilized something I think I haven't utilized ever this in this specific way or like this efficiently. Um, I guess this is like slight spoiler for future phases, but in the ice phase and in the Nithog vs Varga phase, um, we used a macro to place a hat marker onto our own head. So pretty much I had every player make a macro for this. Um, For the ice phase, the tanks and healers um, had each to use one specific one for for themselves. And in the Nitok and Vesvaga phase, we had DPS use all the same macro, the same hat marker, to basically like show other players, okay, this is where you need to go or this is where you need to stay away from. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool to see, like, yeah, yeah. To, to utilize something like that that you haven't ever done. It's, really. it, I, I kind of relate it to doing um, Ultima Weapon where you mark yourself if you get Titan Jailed. It's not entirely the same, but, like, you know, you, you give everyone a number, and then on yeah. Titan Jails, you just, if you get it, you just pop the macro so everyone can see who has what. And then, uh, yeah, it's something like, I mean, it's not even a macro, really. You just have to mark yourself, but the macro will take it away after a few seconds so you don't forget at the very least. Um, yeah, we did something similar. We, uh, we just, we had one person press a macro that put our priority list over our head. So we could see, like, you know, from left to right, we're one to five, six, seven, eight, which would be chains one, two, three. And then we would just line up, like, we'd see, like, oh, one and two have dark, and I'm three. So, you know, they'll go to the wall, and I won't go to the wall and stuff. So. Very, very interesting uses of the macro system, which uh, can do a lot of things that we don't really consider if you're thinking about things a certain way. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I suddenly have to cough a bunch. Let me take a sip of coffee here. Mm. Uh, Stay hydrated. Yeah, I like my bean water. Stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of the bean water uh, or bean soup, however you would prefer. Ah, sorry about that. Okay, so Thornton, you get through Sanctity, you get through Strength. Ultimate End probably kills you first time you're there just because of how much it, damage it deals. <laughs> All the transitions are pretty pretty strong. But I think it's pretty common most people just die to transitions anyway most of the time on a fight because you're like, oh my god, new mechanic. Blah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially the Jake kick and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and then you get to broad swings, which I thought was nice. I did, again, I also did think they were going to use the, the wild flailing phase. I didn't know how, but I did mentally prepare for them to do something there. And I'm glad they did. It's a simple, you know, swings a couple times and you just get behind, then move in front. Nothing too fancy. I was so ready for that to be the actual enrage, but uh, <laughs> I think they thought, no, no. What, that he was going to charge at everyone one at a time and just kill them? Yeah. <laughs> just oh, like, across the roof. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, but then you, I, I think it was nice the little debuff as well they added. Yes. When he starts losing control, they add a little debuff where it, like, takes increased damage and stuff. Mm-hmm. It did make people want to consider holding twos. I think most groups kind of just stopped doing it pretty quickly because of the fight yeah. timeline, but yes, I know we instantly were like, oh, so we should save twos for that. And then we realized he was dead. Like, why would we save two? Like, he's getting destroyed. We don't need to save twos for this guy. Uh, and then, and then you get into the phase transition. And I got to, I have a very particular gripe with this phase transition. Um, it's got so, it's got a Why? bullshit snapshot is the problem, Sly. It's, do you remember, do you remember Innocence? Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, you're talking about, you're talking about the final chorus, right? Yes, I'm talking about final chorus. So, Sly, do you remember Innocence normal mode back in Shadowbringers where he would, what about it? where he would snapshot damage on you like, fucking 30 seconds before he actually hit you, but you needed the, like, mitigation and shields up in advance. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, but not as severe. It's like, as soon as the minstrel says that the phase is changing, it, like, snapshots everything. You know how many times I've come out of that phase just with my shields left over because they were up, like, half a second late after the minstrel goes, hey, it's, you know, this is the next step in the Dragon Song War. Or Mitt didn't register or something. It's... I'm mildly annoyed just because I hate when they do that, when the snapshot is at this, like, really, really weird time. So I just had to get that wasn't off my also, chest. Wasn't there also a thing with the Enrage guys that you spoke about earlier where, like, yes. it takes your shields away or something? Yeah, if um, if you let the animation – and this is true of all the phases. I only mention it in Thornton, but it's true of all the phases. If you kill the bosses as they're enraging, but you don't actually die to the enrage because they, like, died mid-animation – it still wipes all your shields. So you can very easily uh, kill the boss super late because you're kind of trying to hold off on DPS and maybe held off a little too much. And then you uh, just die because <laughs> you have no shields for that early snapshot. So that's, uh, yeah, it's fun. That's a lot of fun. Don't recommend letting that happen. But fortunately, as soon as Final Course happens, Kyle descends upon everyone. What does he actually say? It's like it's like ak it's like ak en un file or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying to listen to it right now. I'm like, how are y'all getting Kyle out of my it? name? Is Kyle? I remember watching the PV for like 16, 18 hours a day, and like every time we got to that face, I would just hear something different depending how tired I was. It would just sound different in my head every time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then right after, a small number, which is funny because he's giving everyone numbers at that exact time. That's why you can't convince me that's not what he's saying. I refuse to believe anything else. Um, this is one of my favorite phases in the fight. Um, I am not a huge fan of big downtime trios. I much prefer stuff like Ultimate Annihilation, I suppose, going back to Uwu as a, as a, a rare example of something I prefer in an Ultimate. And so this phase being, again, a full uptime, careful kind of dance around Nidhogg and positioning. Like, it's this is the shit that I live for. I love phases like this. I don't know if this was a favorite for you guys. Or you guys are just sick of it after a while because I've seen it both ways. <laughs> uh, I think I also really liked it. And this is where I had two realizations. Um, one, if they want to they can make a phase so cracked and force you to use two minutes at the start and at the end of the phase to make to meet the DPS check. And 
it would blow the entire community out of the water. You really started to notice here when you also need to save the LB that if they want you to do mechanics and like really hard mechanics with burst at the same time, that does actually like require a lot of mental fortitude. And especially like throughout a long day, um, the, the second realization was the moment people start feeling fatigue, this is where you notice it the most. When towers are being, aren't being soaked anymore or your goggles shoot the center of the map. Shoot the middle. <laughs> that's when, that's when you know, okay, <laughs> it's time for either a break or probably time to go to bed. Um, I like that it's placed this early because then you don't need to actually like waste 10 minutes to realize, okay, people are just not here anymore mentally. Um, but yeah, the, 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 adding a DPS check onto something so fast paced is something that I personally love as well. It's, it's, I've been being outspoken about this the whole time always. And people always said, okay, then just move the two minutes. But what if you have to use them to meet the DPS check in the first place? Then, yeah, you're kind of forced to do it. So, yeah, I, I really like that. And I hope they do more of this, especially in Ultimates. I think there's also the phase where you start noticing if somebody gets a damage down, you just kind of screwed. The total you can get away with it, but like I think in this phase you you just screwed if somebody gets a damage down. Yeah, especially since it's seventy five percent. Yeah, I see everyone fighting over the percent. I've heard sixty, fifty, seventy five. Oh, I, I don't actually know. I just round. I, I just know weakness is better. <laughs> yeah, weakness is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is percent. a fucking mood if I have ever heard what weakness is better. Yeah, you might as well just fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> we wall people constantly. Like, I mean, even in our yeah, we did too. Yeah, in our clear vod. Wow. Um, in our clear vod, our dark knight guy. And by the way, a dark knight getting a damage down is just as bad as a DPS getting a damage yeah, down it's in this fucking painful. fight. It's dude in the first phase as bard. Somebody was like, "It's all right." If I if I died and got back up with a weakness, whoops would be like, "It's all right." Happy's just the fifth DPS because dark knight's just so cracked the entire time. It's just that. It, they're just built for it. They're built for like th- these like short bursty phases so yeah, damn I, well. I, I, st- I started progging it with a more casual group, and I we just got to the Nethok towers as well. I definitely noticed like the fight's design. Like it comes every time you can hit the boss, your your shit is back up on Dark Knight, so you just pump out damage. Yeah, it's just so insanely cracked. Meanwhile, I'm part of like I'm putting my dots up, guys. The boss will disappear before they're even at 45 <laughs> seconds. Wait, 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 happy. Well, you're, yeah, you did have a dark night. Yeah, damn right, we did. Um, <laughs> so, was there a point where Whoops sighted the dark night? You know what? He no, might have, really. and I might not have noticed because as a bard, I never get any buffs on me anyway. I just give everyone shit, mm-hmm. so I'm never looking to see who gets I and who gets whatnot. But like. Dance partnering a Dark Knight or eyeing a Dark Knight is not an uncommon thing in, in yeah, parts of I'm this getting fight. The, I'm getting the Dragon Eye in my group at the moment. Yeah. It's... In the open and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just no reason not to. I mean, Dark Knight's been cracked no for the whole thing. Like, even through all the criticism Dark Knight got throughout the start of the expansion for its design and its and some of its um its shortcomings in its design, it's also always been cracked the whole time. So... yeah. <laughs> the, the flaws about Dark Knight's been more—it's like the way it plays, not its damage. Yeah, and not its mitigation either. I mean, Dark Knight, uh, TPN, it's, uh, once again, 
very good in this fight, especially with the death. Especially because you just get MP back during downtime. Like you just sit there and just get MP back, and so you can just unload. And then when the boss comes back, you're like, all right, I, just, I got it all back. I got enough for a TPN if I need it by the time the boss comes back. It's great. It's great, great, great. Dark Knight all juiced up. So, so one more minor thought on the uh, DPS check on the Metoch Estonian phase. Um, I I noticed a lot of people, are like, at least in the higher end scene, that people were mentioning all oh, the... The change to two minutes is so boring. Oh, everything is two <laughs> minutes now. And oh, it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, same. After this, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, there's so much happening. So, yeah. It, it, this, this is exactly what they should do. And I, I, well, once again, just want to reiterate, re- reiterate I, they need to do this more often. Put a mechanic on the two minutes, force people to use the two minutes with the length of the fight or the phase. And you just suddenly have a really hard face. Yeah, it was weird how I would say that organizing when your twos are going to be used was easier here by the sheer virtue of having no choice. Um, yeah, exactly. And that compare that to Savage, where you do have a choice, but moving the twos is awful. Every single fight, like in Savage, they stick shit where the two minutes are, but it's shit that makes it unusable. So you just feel terrible for having to like delay, like Campeos Harma in, in P2 or like Pinax in P4 or some of the Axe in P4 part two, P3. There's, it's all over the place. Here it's, it's very clear where you have to use them and you have to learn how to use them while doing something. So, uh, big well, improvement. Well, before, well, before P2 is also forced two minutes because you want to have the last use, right? It's, it's eight, like eight, 20-ish? Yeah, right? yeah. And it's just, oh. but they just, like, design it for horrible times. Like, all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This one didn't feel like it was designed to be horrible. It was just, it was designed with it in mind. It feels like yeah, more. Yeah. That, I think, is the way I want to put it. Yeah. So, um, twos coming back during, like, you don't have twos during the big, big dance, and then you just have a tiny dance that does align with your twos towards, you know, the, yeah. the four tower section. Yeah, the, the four towers. Yeah. And that feels good. Like, you're like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I still, I have to stress on both of these things at the same time, but imagine having to really, really coordinate the twos during the tower phase. I mean, that would be, I'm down for it, but, oh, man, the thought of it is, is certainly more frightening, I feel. But the damage you, but the, the, the damage in general you deal in that phase matters a lot. Yes. What I try to get at, like, you need mm-hmm. to, you really need to like make sure you are always casting and always making sure you don't like lose track of everything, so th- that you do meet the DPS check. Yes, yes, completely. Because I think like a- across the board, from what I've seen on like progression teams on IV stream, I don't think I've seen a team not use LB three to get past this phase at the start. So there is that that there is a lot of damage lost simply because people need to learn how to deal with this phase. So yeah, yeah. Especially the, uh, the 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 delay in the cherry and then the dynamos are very deadly. You you, you realize how slow they actually go off one after another sometimes, and it catch it catches you off guard a lot. And At least I noticed with my group. Yeah, and then the snapshot is so rude that when you get hit by one, you oh, almost yeah. get if it's if it's in then out and you get hit by the in, the snapshot will almost always catch you on the out yeah. as well. To be fair, once you have the damage down, you're probably fucked. 
But, you know, the, the fact that it's going to hit you twice, you're going to live both hits, and everyone's going to look at the party list and be like, hmm. Yeah, you get knocked away from your tower, <laughs> so you can't get it anymore. Yeah, and that too. It's just so troll. I always love looking at the party list during an out phase, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> what's uh so you're gonna judge you bastard what's going on you're huh judge you bastard, huh? well i want to know yeah. what i'm in for because well, as soon as <laughs> as soon as you see one damage down in that phase your brain goes to sure hope that was a healer yeah <laughs> i noticed it as well sometimes it's like okay like as soon as like fatigue started to hit me personally and I didn't like pay attention too much to it anymore. I was just like, I was just hoping, I was just praying, right? I just do my own mechanic, and then afterwards, it's like I open up present or gift. I look at the party list. Damage down, damage down, damage down, damage down, damage down. Oh, we have damage down. Oh no, it's over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's no damage down. You actually get past it. It's such a disheartening thing to see. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you know what's even worse? When you get out of your twos, you look at the boss health and you kind of think you're okay. But as soon as the twos wear off and the damage goes back to normal, yeah. you're like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> it's a- you're just like, oh, please be the, the Dragonlance. Please be like another 10 seconds until he starts casting that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, nope, it's now. Oh, fuck. Maybe? Yeah. Crits? 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 <laughs> it's just... Yeah, we've had a lot of crits. We've had like a like a tank get it, and we're just like crits, 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 and then point one percent. We've 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 double KO'd where he kills us and we kill him, and the phase starts to move forward, but we get sent back. And that's another thing I want to highlight. Got to remember, we have that extra like two second delay now before an instance re- before an encounter resets after you die, so you can quote unquote see what went wrong. I never needed to see what went wrong. It was just salt in the wound the entire fucking frog, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. True. It's two extra seconds before the screen goes black, and you're like... Right. I think it was useful for us at least a couple times, for sure, especially in the dragon and uh, in the dragon yeah. space. Yeah. It can well, be useful. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to mention but it, but that was also the, like shit. Yeah. the first time we noticed a, uh, a bug in the fight. Yes. Oh, true. No, so funny ultimate. thing, this wasn't well, the first another time. one. Yeah, yeah this wasn't another one. But the first time we saw one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were really, really surprised about this. We thought we had the wrong idea for a few polls, but then it got hard fixed, and we're like, oh, damn. Yeah. Weird uh, how, like, we can, like, hotfix, like, a bug in an encounter in, like, a few hours and, you know, some other games need to, like, take... And also needed no client update, right? It was... Yeah, needed, like, no, like, yeah, no patch or anything for it. Yeah, weird how, how that can be done in some games and not in other games. It's just... Actually throwing the shade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just I'm just inferring that it's impressive. Okay, that's yeah. that's all as far as I'm concerned. Um, but we were really, but uh, we were really like, what the hell is going on? Because I, I remember uh, it, it, ha- it had to do something with movement, right? So it's what they said that it had something to do with movement that the mechanic would stop working. Because um, I remember it happened to us two times, and then a couple times where people didn't like actively mention it, but. Um, the, in the two times that we investigated, we were like, oh, I strafed to the left as the debuff went, went out, but I was looking in the correct direction. So we were like, hmm, is this something to do about strafing? 
Yeah, it, it wasn't was sweating directly. It was just movement, but yeah. Yeah, it, our it um, our paladin not- stood perfectly still, but used expation, which spins his character, and it turned and went the other. <laughs> So we don't know. We don't actually. I'm not 100 percent sure what it what it was because we went back and he didn't do any sudden like last second movements or anything. Yeah, we were very like if it's just if it's a bug or if it's stillness. We were very like debating what it actually was, and we just settled it was stillness until yep. like the next day or something. I I was reading my Twitter and I saw a JP uh, news post from the Lodestone, and I translated it and it just said like fix the bug. With the elusive jump, and I'm like, I linked it to the group. <laughs> it was our like, oh, was, okay, so it was a bug. Yeah, but our reaction was, first was, oh, is it, is it fixed only on JP? And the rest yeah, was... Yeah, it's <laughs> only JP fixed. That was messed up. <laughs> only JP fixed. I think, I think it was actually only the JP one at first, and like an hour later it was DNA and the UFO. No, I think they fixed but, it for everyone all at once, but they only... They, well, they well, they was, it was the Lodestone post. Yeah, yeah, the Lodestone post was later. <laughs> be so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> really funny. There is still another bug that's present, but it's far less intrusive. It, it's really only impatient. So, um, Skyward Leap in the Thornton phase, if you are jumping at the same time as you are getting hit by Skyward Leap, it sometimes delays the hit by three seconds. So you end up stepping oh. into your tower and then bop, kills everybody. So we had that happen yeah. twice to the same person because they go to their spot and they just jump while they're waiting for the mechanic to resolve. And the first time, like, what the fuck? The second time, like, <sighs> sorry. Speaking yeah. of which, I, I, I think we also noticed that, uh, at least I th- saw people mentioning it, there was a, that if, if not everyone is alive, on Sanctity, you can see a three sword. Yeah, yeah, so it combines the one and the two. It gives you both, and it yeah. looks like a three. Yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I saw that on my first pool. That's why I saw a three. <laughs> you like, saw the three, three marker. So huh? Huh? It's what? not a three marker. It is the one it's and two one marker two. stack. Yeah, it's a one plus it's, I guess it's not a bug. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Confusing. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought just, the same thing. I, I got marked with a, a three at some point. So, I, I know that. Yeah, I, I remember the, the the Skyward thing. I remember watching a Twitch clip of it, and I was, like, confused what happened. And then I remember, like, two or three days later in Alprog, it happened once, and it was like, everyone was so confused what happened. So I just mentioned, like, it's a bug, and just go on. Yeah, not much you can do about Because we only that. had it happen once, randomly, so... Yeah. Uh, so, so with that, with the Nidhogg phase, uh, we get through, we get through that, we go through all the towers, this very intricate, very specific dance with the in-out mechanics and the numbers and everything. Really, really, again, well-constructed and, uh, as you've said, a, a checkpoint for your mental state, in a sense. That's why it's true. Like, I, I completely agree with the assessment that if people are tired, you just, this, you just lose pulls to this phase, like, yep, constantly. 100%. Yeah. Um, the towers towards the, the towers towards the two minutes, nothing too crazy there, you know, just a little bit of, I, I don't know, we, we thought maybe the proxy, they were the same tethers as the earlier phase, maybe it's proximity again. Tried a few things and mm-hmm. then just ultra tank cooldowned it. Um, and then. Kitchen sink, eh? Yeah, kitchen sink. Cause we were using invulns on the, the first Thornton mechanic. First trio. Yes. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, so we could five stack the Dragon's Rage, so it would like make it a little easier. And it was just, just easy positioning. Seemed like really almost common sense. I don't know. Um, but you get through the Nidhogg phase, and you, awkwardly enough, you kind of, it's not this way when you're progging it necessarily. 
But after you start to get further into the fight, the next, like, three minutes is your mental break in terms of everything the the fight's asking you to do. Because next is the eyes phase, which is really just a mildly reworked fang and claw from the extreme version mm-hmm. of uh, of Nidhogg. But very done very tastefully, I feel. Yeah, for sure. It's also... Um... This is also the part where some people had tinfoil hats on uh, during the progression time. Um, what I personally really liked about it, and this is also coming from having replayed Heaven's Sword, uh, in the cutscene where you would pull out the eyes out of Estinian, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Hoshifar holds his hand over the Warrior of Light and Izael holds her hand over... Alfino, and in the start of the, fa- the phase, Izael places her buff on Alfino, and Horshafal targets a random player and places their blessing on the player. So I thought that was like a really neat little detail that they they paid so much attention to that to actually like do it so so accurately to the story as well. Now, I do have a question because I, I don't know in particular if this is the case. Does Alphano attacks the red eye and you can see which eye is attached to which armor spot on Estinian. Do you know if that's the same one he tries pulling out from the cutscene? The I one that he grabs? Um, I think it is the right eye that he pulls out, but I would need to double check. Just might be another little fun little detail that they might have thrown in there. And I wouldn't surprise me given how many of these little details they throw in. Um, you can see Amaric and uh, and Artawa fighting in the back as well. Something oh, yeah, that isn't yeah. there in the final steps of because in the regular final steps of faith, you know, it it just you show off. You you show up at the on the bridge and you're like, all right, here we go, one v one, one v one, me Nidhog. Uh, but a nice little extra details. But yeah, otherwise, the phase is just kind of a mildly cracked up uh, Fang and Claw uh, with some tether passes. And I gotta say, I'm so appreciative that they put this. That the blues can't pass with each other and the reds can't pass with each other and there's this three second grace period where you can't pass back. Thank God, because I think they, I think Ozma knows. He's he's definitely a fourteen player. He knows passes are not something that are classically yeah. handled well in Final Fantasy fourteen. Especially if two people are moving at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and this felt like a, also, a good solution to that. There's, I also think like another detail that probably a lot of people notice when they're progressing through the fight is that the auto attacks. On the tanks, don't actually heal the blue eye. Um, so I, I thought that was also a good detail to keep the phase consistent in terms of how it functions. Yeah. Because we were initially when we got to the phase and we noticed, oh, what's happening here? And, and, and our first proposal and concept was like, we have to keep the tanks with red chains because otherwise the, the blue eye is going to be healed. And when we actually know, like, looked further into it, Later on, we notice okay, the the eyes don't actually get healed by or damaged by the auto attack. So yeah. I thought that was really nice of the in terms of design of the face that it doesn't do that on the tanks. Svi put it best: this fight, after doing this fight, can confirm that Ozma does indeed play Final Fantasy fourteen. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely was something with the arm lengthening. I already like. Yeah. Was there any question beforehand, though? Well, I mean, you so designing an encounter is not necessarily the same as being somebody who does those types of encounters. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, um, we don't yeah. really know like the raid history of some of the previous Ultimate developers, the the lead devs on them. But it's 
I don't think it's just necessarily assumed that they are ultimate level raiders and that they pine to do stuff like this. Ozma is notorious for wanting to do stuff like this. So the fact that he got a chance to do it in an ultimate tier encounter is indicative of just how much he likes doing shit like this and how much he understands the player base at its core. Meanwhile, you look at something like Uwu, for example, where they didn't, uh, they missed the whole Garuda thing. You know, it wasn't intended to wait Garuda late and do basically the easy mode version of the phase until the end. But the way the players think got around that, circumvented that uh, pretty, pretty immediately. So, um, not that that means that ultimate developer isn't someone who quote plays 14, but they may not be as integrated into how the players think about a particular phase or mechanic or something of that capacity. I, th- I think the player base can definitely rest easy knowing that Mr. Osma is the lead battle content designer. Cause easy? I don't want to, I'm not going to rest. Yeah. Is that, is well, that, I, I, okay. The way how, <laughs> the way how I mean it is if like he will always be there, right? To, to do something good with his knowledge and his experience is what I'm trying good? to say. Yeah, he'll be like, the place will do it this way instead of how you designed it. Oh, yeah, I think you're using all the wrong words for Mr. Osmo. <laughs> he'll, he'll have one, somebody present something like a mechanic and like the mechanic, and he'll be like, yeah, the place will do it this way instead, so you have to fix it. <laughs> yeah, I do agree with that. He'll, he'll definitely make sure. Again, I don't think we'll rest easy, but we will certainly, um, be excited. We'll be excited, yeah, <laughs> on, for a moment. <laughs> and then we'll for be scared, and then we'll cry, yeah. and we'll go through all the stages together and, and be like, thank you. And, and, and with our tear-stricken eyes, thank you, Mr. Ozma. Thank you. It's so painful. I love it. It's so painful. Uh. I, I will say about the eye phase, <laughs> I remember terrorizing about the buffs for like a good hour or something. Oh, God. Until we noticed that we could stack them. I was just like... And, t- and then maybe it's like confirmed that's like you have to stack them. I was very disappointed actually. <laughs> you thought <laughs> it was like assigning parties I, I, to each of the yeah. Eyes. I was yeah. terrorizing the whole time like how we should assign these, and then I just and that was like oh you can stack them. Like wait what? <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't think we even theorized that long on it. I felt like it no, was I very... did. You guys did. Yeah, while well, you guys were doing yeah, the fight, you weren't. <laughs> to, 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 so to me, it was very intuitive in the sense because I, I I just look at it like okay. This buff lets me attack red eye. This buff lets me attack blue eye. I need to attack both eyes. So obviously I need both buffs and you can stack them because we noticed on the very first poll already when we got there that some people had obtained both. And we're like, okay, if you can have both, then surely that is just the intended solution. And if you do stack them and you look from top down onto your character, there are two pictures of Isel and Hochefort that line up perfectly. And the crystals on the outside of the of the VFX also line up perfectly. And to me, that was just like it's fluff, you know. It's it's cute. Yeah. It's supposed to be like remembrance of the of the of the story, you know. And yeah. to me, it was just it it was just that. I it wasn't more. It wasn't meant to be less. It's it's cute. Funny thing about that, though, is it also sets a precedent for something. That, so you mentioned earlier how when people do natural prod, they're very likely, referring back to Uwu, how nowadays, you know, nobody goes through the whole, oh, we need to figure out to waken them kind of thing. Uh, one thing people will miss is uh, the alternate ending of the alternate ending 
where you lose to uh, Nidhogg in, yeah, the, in true, the follow-up true. one. Because what ends up happening, for those who don't know, if you kill, if you defeat the double dragon phase without sparing Thordin, you go back into this eye phase. But Hushfont's not dead. Uh, technically, Isail isn't either, so I don't know how the heck this is. I think it's because of, uh, I think it's because of Race Valgur's dead, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's supposed to be like the Race Valgur Shiva, like the Saint Shiva yeah. kind of thing. Um, but, cause yeah, cause Isail's in the back, like attack, like she's actually fighting in the back. She didn't die either. Um, but you only get one buff and can't kill the eyes. And you only get your sales buff. Yeah, you only get a sales buff because Font's not dead, and you know we have the the race fog. So it loops back around to now you've realized you're fucked, and you need to go back and change something else that you did. But most, I think that I don't know if you guys got. Did you guys do that? Did you guys kill Thornton and then kill Double Dragon and get this phase? No, that's we, what I we, thought. Yeah, we. Uh... On the first poll that we got through Thordan on, on that phase, we immediately noticed the cast bar stopped. And the, the only other time they did that ever in this game so far was E7. And we noticed, okay, that, that is significant. And on the next poll, immediately we said, okay, let's keep him alive. Maybe there's what something happens? important here. Yeah. 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 So. So that was a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a disappointing thing that most people won't ever get to that kind of alternate. Like, it's just, it's so easy to discover, uh, to realize yeah. that that's how you're supposed to actually do it. The, but. The, the, and there's also the, uh, a, another small detail, an alternate end to the normal Dragon Song War, where if you fail the DPS check off the eyes phase, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nidhogg actually takes control over Estinian again. And he has a new text line that you normally would have never seen in the story. And he casts Revenge of the Horde and kills you. So that was the alternate end to what would have happened if you didn't save a Sinian. Yeah. Again, very, very, a lot, a lot of attention to detail. So much attention to yeah. detail. And uh, I really hope that affects ultimates going forward. But you get through the eye phase and the gauge is at 100. And everyone's like, okay, so the Dragon Song War is over. We did it. We beat ultimate. Mm -hmm. Why did? Why was there a checkpoint? That was so easy. So it was. Of course it was. Here comes the clock. That's not yeah, the, yeah. the clock. <laughs> Thus did one song draw to a close. And I, I really want it because there's there's so much happening in this single moment. Like in this moment, you see the clocks, clocks disappear, you go back to nights, and everybody's like, what the fuck? And then you see Hoshman. So in the sequence of events. What was your first reaction to one seeing the clocks, two going back to Night's face, and then three seeing Hoshfont run in with with a HP bar as well? Save him! <laughs> Save him. <laughs> I remember the that, first that time I saw the Night face. I screamed, "Oh no!" <laughs> Yeah, that that was pretty much our, our first. Rea uh, well, obviously everyone was just like going wild and being like, "Oh yeah. no, we're back here!" <laughs> but also like, "Oh, we have to save him! We have to save him!" Because we read it, right? It's yeah. like here and now. It's another song. Save Hoshafon. What happens? Uh, it, it was. It's funny how they send you back and loop. Uh, it's it's kind of like a troll, you know. It's kind of like Uvu-ish, the, the kind of experience you have, I felt like. 
thought that'd be similar. Yeah, it's not 100% a carbon copy because the heal check goes up considerably by keeping him alive, both keeping him alive with healing and on top of the raid damage that goes out because of him blocking the spear the whole time. So they make sure that you can't approach it exactly the same. I, I know we had two different strategies for phase one and the the go back around because of the extra shockwave damage. Because we did tanks first initially because we're like, oh, there's shockwaves and then the tanks, they they won't be bothered. But this time it was like, we have tank LB3, let's put the healers first. So that way mm. they can take the reduced damage and then focus on healing the entire phase. So um, it's it's funny, with absolutely no different mechanics, There's it's still almost a completely different phase, even if it's still, you know, not not a hard phase, you know, after the initial surprise yeah. and kind of breaking it down. You know. Initially we had two different ways, or, or like a different order for who takes the soaks, or like the baits. Um, but we also agreed uh, while doing it that we should adjust our P1 to be the same way uh, just to keep things consistent and not cause anyone to be like, oh, I forgot we were here. I thought we are P1. Um, falling back to like <laughs> old muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. So no, we I just kept it consistent and then changed. We cha- basically, after like when, as we progressed to that phase... We changed our P1 to both be the same. Yeah, we never made that change. We just went with the easy, the easiest way we could think to do it. We, we, <laughs> we just, we just remembered to communicate HMRT. HMRT. That's, that's the, what it was. Party chat and out loud. HMRT. 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 Just to make sure. Yeah, we, we, we said, we said HTRM and, uh, I like to do, I basically call it all like Hitron. And, uh, <laughs> the, the reason why yeah. I do that is, Okay, so if if you hear something absurd, you start to remember it be- simply because it's absurd. So sometimes I would say really weird things just to keep everyone on a mental check. And I remember at some point, <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? I can't understand. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> are you saying something German? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just the order. <laughs> no, I agree with that assessment. I, I, when I do calls, I like to rhyme. So like for E12, I'd be like in tight left and right when it was, it was Ifrit and, uh, Leviathan, since it was like really close, but you had to be on the flanks. So I understand that for, for us, this one, it was, um, Zeph making exaggerated noises. H. Mmm. Ah. <laughs> T and mint. <laughs> T and mint was my favorite one because it started as T and mint, but then he started saying mint. Or at least it sounded like he was saying mint. It was just that's how we got there. It was just the easiest way. So I understand that. I understand that. And then you, uh, so you save Hoshfront. You save your boy. You you kill the spear. He stays alive. You're like, all right, we did it. And you immediately wish you hadn't. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, no, we shouldn't have done this. This is the worst. This is Zephyrin. I didn't Zephyrin. You're a hero. Just know that. Oh. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, 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 that phase, uh, uh, one tinfoil theory that apparently another group also had, oh boy. uh, was, uh, what mm. if we healed the blue eye up to full and <laughs> killed the red eye? But I shot that down so fast because I was like, there's, there's no way. That's the stupidest solution. No way that this is the intended solution because you you do this accidentally in the first place anyway when you wipe to the face. So. 
Well, you probably don't kill the red eye, but you definitely heal it up the you heal the blue up to full. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I would never, I would never allow it. I would be like, listen, if we get to a point where we have to come back, I will humor this, but not right now. <laughs> oh, I also want to mention the before we knew you had to think of the to save Oshifont, we tried to uh, loop the fight again. And then you couldn't kill Thor. <laughs> <Sorry. anyway>. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we actually, we, we did it in one try. We got to Nithar, but we messed up the tower positions. Oh. And at that, at that point, we were kind of like, there's no way, this is actually the intended way to go about doing this. You can endlessly loop this if you really yeah. wanted to. Is that going to be, we're going to have a charity event? We're going to see how many loops? <laughs> so we went For two hours. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> yeah. keep World looping. first two hour, two hour Thornton Ball. <laughs> I, I Where, how many loops do you point. stop at, though? How many loops? How many? Two hours, because that's the instance time. Yeah, but how many loops is that? Like time, like how long does it yeah. take to uh, loop back? I guess twenty-five. Twenty-five loops. So, yeah. Okay, that's not about right. like twenty, twenty, twenty-five. Yeah. I, I do think at some point you run into the issue for the dam- the damage check, though. I think no. maybe I don't you don't think so. think so. No, because I do know like every other group except ours had issues with the damage check if they tried looping it. Yeah, but you also have infinite LB3s. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, but you have to save it every time. <laughs> you can't use it. You need it for Hosh Font every single time. I, I have to imagine they they put an end to that. I, I'd imagine you get all the way through the second time and Mitchell's like, okay, no, for real this time. You've had your fun. <laughs> Let me hit the LB for you. Please, don't do this. <laughs> he just eventually, yeah, he just eventually just closes the book. Yeah, he's like, no, nope, I'm not doing this. <laughs> just close the book. Like, no, I'm done. Hush Hush just doesn't way. show up anymore. He just doesn't show up. He's like, yeah, you just get hit by the spear. I don't care anymore. I don't want to die anymore for you. That would did I now I actually want to know if when you do finish a loop if he if it, I would be insane attention to detail if he says something different. If you actually finish a loop, that would be, that would be amazing. Maybe when Dungeon Gear, like Dungeon Biss comes out and it's like Nidhogg's a little less stressful of a phase yeah, to loop back around. Easier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll leave the book open on that one for now, as far as I'm concerned. No closing the book slide. We gotta leave it open for now and then uh, we can close yeah, it. Later. I gotta it. No, 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 no. Well, infinite looping, infinite loop pull incoming. Um, yeah, but now you're back at Thornton, and uh, it's pretty. They, they waste mm-hmm. no time letting you know this is very different than the last time you you, you fought Thornton. Um, you have to infer some of the war. What happens? <laughs> he was not fucking around. No. So, in, and so what's theorized is that in this timeline, um, you are not spurred on to pursue him as quickly from Hoshfont's death. So he beats you to Bismarck. He beats you to Azislot. He actually fully absorbs the Triad, which. I guess they didn't want to include Doesn't triad he? mechanics. Well, that was the point of of him going to Azus Law was he was going to absorb yeah. all the ether from Azus Law, which was the triad. And him doing it is what releases the triad when we kill him. So that's that's what weakens their bonds and everything. So, um, but because of that, he's so strong. He's just tempering dragons with Nidhogg's eye at this point. So he just and then he becomes the Ukob two electric boogaloo. Dragon Knights of the round. Yep. And, uh, what a, what a fucking 
wild brain trip this was after years of UCOB being out. Because that's all this is UCOB 2. It's just what it is. I don't. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Okay, wait, I gotta ask your reactions. Seeing Twisters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I think nobody actually got hit by them the first time, no? Yeah. The first time, nobody got hit by one. Mm. Everyone was running around, and it was like, oh, there's Twisters! (laughs) It it was basically another case of, oh, he did put in every mechanic he can think of. (laughs) I saw saw the cast bar, I saw Twisting Dive, and I said, oh, for fuck's sake, and I moved, and I was like, yup. There's a fucking yep. twister on the ground. God damn it. I also, as it was casting Twisting Dive, I saw lightnings getting marked. I saw the cast bar. I saw the other dragons. I saw the dive bomb marker. I was like... The warrior spawn. <sighs> the, the, the fire did spawn in the middle. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it did feel like uh, Marsh a lot, but basically... More random, uh, well, full random, basically, right? Mm-hmm. You can get any mechanic, and uh, it, it 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 did feel like parallel to Quick March, and it's just the modern version of, hey, if I did Yukov right now, 2022, this is what it would look like from the Wandering Minstrel. Have fun. Fucking twisters. Fucking twisters. I can't escape them. Everywhere I go. We were already calling Skyblind Twisters for a while. It's not, but like we were calling them that. Like, oh, this is this version's, this is this fight's Twisters. No. It's the baby Twister. No, this is this fight's Twisters. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it just kicks off so immediately between, uh, ironically though, um, Wrath of the Heavens is the first one. Uh, not as stressful as, as Thornton won for this part, at least for the beginning, I felt you're so acclimated as an ultimate raider, most likely to what Yukob mechanics do and what Thornton's phase one mechanics do that. I feel like wrath of the heavens, you quickly kind of get over that. Oh my God, it's a Yukob again. Uh, fear, I suppose. I don't know if you guys went through that as well, specifically for wrath, not for death. Mm, I don't think so. No, you were afraid the whole time? I can't imagine. <laughs> well, uh, at least for me personally, when I saw, uh, when I looked at Wrath of the Heavens, I thought it was relatively okay-ish. Like, I felt like you, you, you split the groups, you go to the opposite side. Well, there's also the thing I would probably need to mention in the way how we tackled these kind of mechanics we pretty much agreed on early on that we would only go to sleep after seeing something new. So we would have the ability to sleep on the mechanic and process it, and then on the next day, someone probably stayed up, and most of the times it was our caster who would then, or some other people who would then, like, you know, draw something up, and uh, then we'd look at it on the morning after we wake up and be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Um... So it we didn't really feel fear, I think, because because of that. We never felt fear. <laughs> <laughs> At least not for this, but for the next mechanic. For yeah, sure. I was gonna say <laughs> never felt fear. 
See, I'd imagine as as ninth man, some of that fell on you quite frequently, Skylar, for for them to expect mm-hmm. something waiting for them the next one. I know they said it was the caster, but as a ninth, I'm assuming you played a hand in that as well. Uh, I mostly looked at the footage a couple times afterwards, but mm-hmm. some days I was just also just really tired from calling the whole time. I did help like Suki sometimes out with it, but I, I would give the most credit to Suki. Podcaster for these kind of things. Yeah, interesting to hear you spend a vast majority of the time actually calling the mechanics. I'd assume um, a Discord stream would have been the yeah. way that you. Yeah, okay. I, I think we. Yeah, yeah we, we did a lot of like screen sharing and stuff just for strategy, I'd say. But um, yeah, I think that's something people don't consider is is specifically Discord streaming because if you're going to do calls, you need the you can't have a delay. You, you need, need the a, fast version. You need yeah. The, yeah, you need such a. I think Discord feedback. is like very and, and, in delay. regard. And in regards to that, were there any issues with Discord streaming? Because, you know, we've uh, had our issues. I have my issues with Discord every fucking week. So in regards to streaming and actually having something that's, you know, timely um, in terms of, like, you know, being current in terms of, like, milliseconds, like, seeing, seeing mechanics and whatnot, and then even the quality of the stream, were there any issues with it? Uh, I do definitely remember watching Zep's POV, and then the Berlin internet would kick in sometimes. <laughs> so, like, the whole uh, stream would become really pixelated, or I would either yeah. have to squeeze my eyes to see the casbah if it said Nash or Lash, to, like, <laughs> call out which one it was. That's not what I would legit have to have to swim <laughs> or, <laughs> Yeah, or I would literally have to ask somebody in the group to be like, okay, I can let you not see the screen, somebody else please call the next mechanic. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, uh, I think... We have like some Germany wide internet problems right now. Uh, th- they're slowly being fixed, but um, the re- the- actually, just the next day after we cleared, my internet started to get really bad and I started to have a lot of disconnects. So I was very glad that we did clear. <laughs> and uh, I think in the middle of Prague, yeah, sometimes the Discord stream would uh, get pixelated or our. Uh, our Dark Knight was also streaming, um, yeah. Discord sharing. And I think you also had like a bunch of uh, technical issues like internet dropping or power dropping. Yeah, power um, outage a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you powered Other through. Than that, not too many. Hmm? Powered through. Got through it. Oh, yeah. Then alleged success. An alleged success. There you go. Sly, listen. Stop. Stop. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> Fucking stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I hit my head on the mic. <laughs> Sly, it's okay. It's okay. It's all it's all fun was, and games here. I will say for Rats, I think Zep made a very important point early on when we saw it, that to assume the liquid hell or whatever it was called, liquid heaven, yeah. that it was not baited on the fall person, to assume it was actually the second set from Yukov, where it's like the random one, like it picks a random person, instead of assuming it's a fall person, because there was a couple pools where like, you could assume it was the fall one, but it wasn't consistent enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, like, when we talked to other groups, or like other workflow groups, they were mentioning that they were stuck on the idea that it was baited, and uh, as the fist ranged in Yukov, Bait, like baiting liquid heavens and then also knowing that 
there's one set that's baited on the furthest target and the other set is random. I was pretty much dead set on saying, okay, th this is just random. This is just how it's going to be. There is not going to be any, like, rule set to this other than, okay, the, guy, the people that had the tether are probably not going to... Uh, they can't have the liquid heaven bait because it's uh, magic damage and you have a magic bomb. To me, it just felt very intuitive to assume this is just going to be random. This is like Uvu suppression. Every every person gets like a mechanic. Yeah. And that's it. That's the mechanic. It's it's funny because <clears throat> I was making notice. Someone else has also done range fizz there. Um, I was like, man, you can tell who has baited liquid hells in Yukov <laughs> and who has <laughs> never baited a liquid hell. You watch the way some people try to move with it and you're like, that's, that's, oh, man. They put them like in the center of the arena. <laughs> yeah, you're like when you're the when you're the range fizz. You have like three of them almost like stacked on top of each other, so they barely take up any space. And then you like have they like you take a step forward, another. You can make like a little like triangle like this where they barely like they just barely overlap in one spot. But other people, it's like one here, one here, one here, <laughs> one here. Just these massive like oh, I have to sprint. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. Especially because if you stood next to somebody with a magic bone, you would also kill them because of uh, the splash damage from it. So we had people yep. that were like, wait, how did I get snapshot killed there? Because they're not used to like when these things snapshot from Yuka. It's so weird how much being the ranged fizz liquid hellbaiter of all things from Yuka was beneficial here. I normally consider that the boring job. But it was nice to have had that experience here. And also the two yeah. thunders. Oh, God, the nail mechanics. So many nail mechanics. I'm so oh, glad man. there was no fire and ice. As soon as I saw everything, I was like, please no fire and ice. Please no fire and ice. Please no fire and ice. Well, it does come back later. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, you're not <laughs> yeah. wrong. It does. But not like nail. So I just, I didn't want, I didn't want that. That's all I didn't want. Um, yeah, and the twister timings are different here, too. That messed with a oh, lot yeah. of people. They were like, yeah, I'll just move at the end of the cast. And they would start moving and stop, and then they would die. I remember, well, I, I, I didn't mention this to anyone in the group because I basically figured I'm just doing this the, the way I do it and just keep it to myself. But um, this is 2017 knowledge, UCOP progression, me, the ninth man, listening in to the group I was helping with. And I remember they were having a lot of fun and jokes about how and when to move up for Twister, and they said, you look at uh, Bahamas or Twintania's feet, and when the feet <laughs> moves, you move. And I just remember, it's just weird things like that that I remember. And I was just like, okay, I'll just look at the feet. And if they move, I move. <laughs> you can probably ask Momo about it. He's probably still Zep remembers. looking for Twintanya's OnlyFans. <laughs> looking um. for Twintanya's feet. <laughs> Zep, a true feet enjoyer in Prague, as you can see. Uh, probably really jealous of whoever took Thornton's tank buster, I'd imagine. <laughs> what a what a way okay that's going in the guide I want to put that in the guide <laughs> look at the dragon's feet look at the feet look at the feet <laughs> if you move <laughs> oh, put some socks on those anyway oh. Wrath of the Heavens fun to talk about but not very not a very memorable thing compared to Death of the Heavens 
which is I think the true wall. I think the yep. the real like yeah. you will you will lose pulls to this. You will you will you will lose enrage pulls. You will lose double drag. You'll lose everything to death of the heavens. It's when yeah okay. Oh, I was just about to say when they uh, when Yoshida mentioned in interviews or in the life letter before that. He would, he expects people to take about four to six months. I yeah. think he had this mechanic in mind. <laughs> I think he had the whole fight in mind looking back at the meteors. <laughs> Probably, but I think this is definitely the one mechanic where I would say that many groups will need a lot of practice and a lot of time on that, especially because it's about 10 or 11 minutes in. Yeah. So you need to remember you can only get about 10, 11 pulls per lockout on this. And depending on how long you raid in the night, the number of, the amount of times you can practice this mechanic shrinks significantly, especially when you also add like breaks and everything. Yeah. And that's, that's a semi overlooked thing about the, I mean, all ultimates to some degree, but especially UCOB and now this one is how many pulls you actually get, especially if you're doing a three, four hour raid night. It just, yeah. You like it really I I always I know I always recommend that if you really want to get a clear night, you almost want to commit doggo. Shh, shh. Neighbor's dog. <laughs> Done? Okay. Uh, you really want to almost commit like a weekend where everyone's available, like one day on the weekend where you can do an extra hour or two. So that way you can make up for the potential loss of pulls to just how long the encounters are. Um, and this mechanic is, uh, it was wormhole for T. It's been other things for the other fights, like ad phase for Bahamut. But for this one, it's this. This is going to eat your pulls. This in the next phase will just eat so many pulls when you're just trying to get through and get a nice clean prog pull or clear. So, um. especially also because right after the mechanic, he is so mean to the player base that he puts a significant DPS check there. And if you have that player, chances are you're probably not beating that anymore, unless if you have the 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 right jobs in your group. Well, I do think most groups will uh, resort to using the LBs there. Yeah. But, but it's still, like, the more people are dead, the less likely yeah, you actually yeah, yeah. meet that check. Yeah, even with, with one or two people dead, even with the LB, um, if target selection is bad, yeah. it can be. Especially this... Okay, so first of all, Death of the Heavens, as much as it's a wall, again, I don't think it really stands out as anything too crazy or unique. You know, again, it doesn't break ground for the first part. It's just, it's very specific. They, they give you a limited amount of space. They give you a bunch of debuffs and then they give you tethers and a knockback. And it's like, okay, piecing together how this is done is not the complicated part. It's doing it consistently, getting marked with doom or not doom and getting used to where you would run and how you dodge the earths and everything. But fundamentally, it's very clear and easy to understand. And that's something I really do appreciate, especially compared to something like meteors, which was a visual clusterfuck in the first phase. This is, it is for a second, but the individual pieces are kind of laid out very well in advance. I don't know if you yeah. guys felt the same. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, that this is also like one, one step of my own preparation for the, for this ultimate. Um, you, you just mentioned it directly, but they said before, um, this fight is going to have mechanics that are simple to understand. Like you, you see them and you're like, okay. I, I get that. There's an eye. 
there's a dragon dive. I go to my position. That's all fine. And there's a knockback. And I have a symbol over my head. That's, that's okay. And then you get there and you do it and you're like, mm, do I do this? How <laughs> do I do this again? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> um, and, and, and I did specifically mention this beforehand and I thought uh, to myself, okay, like how can, how can, how would I achieve that if I wanted to do this as well? And the added RNG to the, to this mechanic and to the fight in general is exactly what I thought they would do. And they did that. And I think it's pretty, it's really good that they actually mentioned, like, were able to, to like, so accurately depict the, of the fight. And it also came true. Thank you, Mr. Ozma. Thank you for all the pain. Thank you. Um, but you mentioned the meteor DPS check right after. And uh, really, I mean, Nidhogg, the previous toughest DPS check, this is the toughest check in the entire fight, period, even including the next two phases, I think is fair to say. Because you get about five or six GCDs, if you're choosing just to kill them outright, to kill eight meteors. Yep. And that's, that's also the big meteor. Yeah. If you noticed. Is there? The, 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 you know, in a certain extreme, they have the small and the big meteor. Yeah, they have the small. And, the and this one. is the eight big meteors. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I thought yeah, this, I thought you were saying this and visually, there's yeah. a big meteor. Oh, okay, I was <laughs> no, like, no, no. I, I was just trying to mention like the, it's basically like visually he's trying to say this is the big guy. He has eight of the big ones, not just one, <laughs> <laughs> just the small ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, on paper it doesn't sound the worst. Oh, they got like you know probably like. Like between 150, 200,000 health about. You can figure that from just hitting them a few times. And, uh, you know, you might kill, you might burst one down super quick. You're like, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. But then when you get there every time and you're in a different spot every time and the people next to you are different every time and where they're going to want to AoE is different every time, suddenly organizing it so that they all die, it's you either have a dancer and you laugh or you don't and you pretty much need to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Know, all the Astro as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our, the Astro is also Yeah, our, our mm-hmm. Astro would... So, Star and Macrocosmos there, but our Astro made a habit of holding Lords as soon as they yeah. got one at any point in the fight. Like, no, that's it. You, I don't have a lady for the rest of the fight. I'm holding it. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when we saw me for the first time and we blew out two minutes right before it, the, right before death. I remember, like, right away saying, we should probably try saving Tech Step for the Medias. <laughs> yeah, it was my immediate reaction as well. Mm-hmm. Just because, because I knew that it 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 would hold my own DPS like far, far back because everything desyncs now. But whatever gets the clear gets the clear. So hold the tech, hold the devil, hold the potion, yeah. and just uh, drop the in there. Yeah. Blow it all up. And it doesn't. And it the initial reaction is that, but it really it, fortunately you fix it before when it matters most at the very end. So um, it kind of works out. Again, it just the fight feels like it's designed to do these little things. It's really, again, impressive how much it feels like that decision is not a bad decision when it normally would be. Yeah, although although I do lose one min, one set of two minutes. Uh, yeah. because of that yeah. on the um, on the part when uh, Nitok and Vesvaga come down for the touchdown, everyone else has a second set of two minutes, and I do not. I have to save it for the Dragon King. I was, I was going to ask if you were then two-minuting as soon as you could in that phase, or if you were going to skip the two-minute, the first set of twos during Cray, and then realign them there. 
That's what I was wondering. No, what I, gonna I, do. I, I, well, I probably should have just used it there, but I kept it on uh, CD basically because okay. I was hoping that the face would last last long enough, but it doesn't. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was just not using it because the dragons just die too fast. Yeah, thank goodness. Also, in in, in uh, reference to what Skylar said earlier about. Mr. Osma taking a mechanic in Wormhole and actually using, actually doing a mechanic now that requires arm's length. When I saw Death of the Heavens, I mentioned to the group that I thought um, he saw Wormhole, he saw the strat that did utilize arm's length, and he probably thought, I don't like that. People have to use the knockback, and now you have to use the knockback to break the chains. You cannot arm's length this unless if there's a dead person. So, there's that. That was my my thought, basically. He does play the game. I'd also like to put out there... No, sorry, Sly. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I I was going to say, PTA, if you die at the first part of Death of the Heavens and you get up just before the knockback, please arm's length and just stay in the middle of the room and let the other seven people do their knockbacks. Please, (laughs) please do not try to figure out where the safe spot is. That is... That is a quick PTA to anyone progging it right now, because you can get through the meteors with that with a death. You can, but if you fucking go the wrong way and kill a bunch of people, it's gonna go south very quickly. Done. Yeah, for sure. So, Sly, what were you saying? <laughs> no, I was saying I can only imagine uh, for the next ultimate. Now that now that you know we we have new strats, you have new strats. What? Mr. Ozma will take into consideration and like what way he'll try to fuck you this time. So. Okay. Now that like he's gotten you to use, use your knockback immunity. What else is he going to throw at you? What else can he? Well, there's another one later on coming up actually. Yeah. Where he, uh, he's like, Oh, you have this utility. Make sure to use it. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about that. Mm hmm. Also, a quick quick reminder: there's no guarantee he's going to be in charge of the next one. Um, and if anyone recalls, so the uh, person who who led the development of Uwu actually said he had a wish list of the next one he would work on. And in terms of the way they've structured their ultimate releases, um, he might be next if he's still in that in a position to do that. He also said he really didn't enjoy; he thought it was too stressful of an environment making ultimates. Because of how precise the community wants everything to be and how uh, scrutinized it will be if it's not right. So may- maybe it won't happen. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Mr. Atma's coming back. Take his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. You, you, the community is saying Uwe was the easiest. Uwe was the easiest. Watch, <laughs> watch what I'm going to unfold onto the community. Yeah, he said he wanted to do the Warring Triad if he had a choice of his oh, next yeah. one. So. Yeah, I'm ready for that. What puzzle, what puzzle is he going to throw in this one? I, it's, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm scared. He's going to have Ozma over his shoulder like, don't worry, we're going to do this. All right. Your name will be on it. <laughs> But but they'll know. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just waiting on that one mechanic that just sets back how how long uh, of your prog was it before you figured out um. Woken. I actually only about half a day. I'd say a little a little less than yeah. half a day. It just took so the time to reprog was fairly long, but getting to La Habrea was only yeah. about half a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that's probably accurate. That the half half towards. 
tail end of the day, you notice all okay. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Um, I just I just imagine Osman coming into the room with a big folder and being like, "Yeah, I couldn't put these in the twenty minute fight, so here you go." <laughs> <laughs> just wait till he gets to wait till they start doing twenty four mans for for ultimates. They start using it as a theme, and they actually get to do Osman. <laughs> Oh, because. <laughs> but uh, also to, to, to come back to the question yeah. what they could do. Well, first of all, obviously, I think I, I, I do agree with Happy as well that uh, the next ultimate is probably going to be a riddle based ultimate. Um, I think they are 100% going to double down on the RNG. I think this is going to be every mechanic is going to be full RNG, no wall based stuff anymore. And um, that is probably what they're doing. Or alternatively, if they do want to put role-based stuff in what I was theorizing or playing around in my mind a bit, you know in the story sometimes where you take role of an NPC and you play as them and you get like a new hotbar of abilities? Now imagine if, let's say, they did something like in the Shadowbringers trailer where the player changes job to like a healer or like a tank or like a melee or ranged and you gain a new hotbar of abilities that you then have for like let's say an intermission or like a short phase isn't P4S tried well, P4S was playing at yeah a little yeah. bit with the base stuff different role yeah. yeah yeah but he's saying take it another step and change your yeah, hotbar yeah, yeah, yeah. to force you to yeah. learn how to be a healer yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> this job mid fight great <laughs> Yeah, just make me a white mage. That it won't have a problem. This event, otherwise, maybe it's a problem. So, as long as it's only like four buttons. As long as it's yeah, not like I don't think I, everyone. I don't think he's suggesting you need to learn every ability for a job, and it's gonna and set, you, it has to fit in like a few buttons. All right. <laughs> yeah, it would be just a few buttons. You know, it could be just used for like an intermission, but I. I think that could be an interesting idea to play around with. Maybe for a Savage on Extreme. Maybe. <laughs> RNG is 100% the, the, the full... Everything and the Ultimates is going to be RNG. It's just how you ramp up the difficulty and keep it modern. I'm trying to think when's the last time we've actually had a... Like, in just in Raid in general, a mechanic kind of kind of like that, kind of... Like I guess drill or the. Um, I'm so glad they stopped doing that. A five had the uh, gorilla and the bird and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's Shinryu A five. There's Lakshmi. Um, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's another one. Omega had had it. Mm-hmm. Um, a normal. Oh, mode. Tr- Omega had. So- Oh, oh no. no, now he's thinking about Omega. Ultimate. No, no, no. <laughs> Omega had the button. That was only in normal mode. Not in the Savage, but maybe in the Ultimate. Uh, float in so, O2, yeah. yeah. I mean, they just did it all throughout question. Stormblood, yeah. Yeah, and that's my question. So, do you think... The duty action. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they bring back the duty oh, action. Oh, E5. E5 the would be the last time. The the tank mechanic. The The... Where you have to block the the Fort Furies fourteen? Oh right, as the yeah, tank, yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. That would be it. That would be the last time I think. Well, something I could also see happen for sure, like in in the Warring Triad at least, is when you look at the extreme t- trials in FF, they usually have gimmicks that are more fresh or like gimmicky than in your typical fights. Like for example, in this fight. 
if you look at Thornton, Thornton used a lot of mechanics that you already saw in the in, in the game, right? And he just rehashed them and to make it like trios, to make it difficult. But it was nothing like arena based or something like that. And I could see an ultimate going into that kind of theme where they utilize a lot of the gimmicky mechanics. For example, in Sophia, where you have the meteors on the left and right, and you need to count which oh, where is the knockback going to I be. I got you set here. I've already prepared this for you. Sephiroth's going to be smacking the arena to to balance it to one side, and there's going to be Zervin curse seals with the fire and ice when you land there, so you have to slide into the spot. Then the Sophia meteors come down on the other side, and you have to go back that way and do the same thing. But Sephiroth's about to cleave this side as well and go back the other way, so you got to arm's length by going back to the middle. And then there's going to be two meteors at once, and it's going to shift it to the side. And then there's Nisi for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it also goes back to what you mentioned earlier, that as we progress now into fights that happen later on in the game's lifetime, the quality increases massively. And also the idea of gimmicks, what they, where, where they tried themselves out, is going way higher now. So like, it increases um, in frequency. So I think I could, I could definitely see an ultimate that is just going to play around with a lot of gimmicks from fights that you, you only see once in the trial and then never again. Suzaku. But you definitely notice that, like, for, like, 24 months and extreme trials, they try a lot of new things compared to, like, Savage and Ultimate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope you're ready for Suzaku. I hope you DDR. like DDR. DDR, let's go. <laughs> Imagine an ultimate version of the actual oh, intermission no. of Suzaku with, like, oh. the air. <laughs> While doing while uptime, oh, they're they're going to do that. Why? No, no, no. While there's extra players, extra players going to extra at the same goddamn time. <laughs> Holy Wait. shit, no! Yeah, to touch okay. extra oh, no. extra player DDR and two minutes. <laughs> That's toxic. I think y'all just had nightmares about fights. <laughs> this is how y'all come up with this bullshit. Y'all just have like random fucking nightmares about fights. That's what I think. <laughs> Oh, Biako also had this this thing, right, where you're in the air and you're dodging yeah, the bullets out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he had a Just yeah, imagine that in an old mini bullet. That could be so cool. Yeah, and then yeah. and then uh, Seriu just has the he has just a bunch of like he has the outside of the arena, the water. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna have to swim through the water. Oh, you know what they could, swim they could do? They could do Biako's section, his 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 section where you can't attack, but instead you have to swim through the water and not get hit by all the orbs. That would be a lot like yeah. the near hallway, but like the water and, equivalent. And the riddle is that you need to go back to the water to dodge uh, an an inescapable AOE. Yeah, it's like the whole arena like becomes it. an AOE, so you have to jump into the that's water. The donut, the donut AOE, and, and that's that's Dynamo Chariot. It's water, not water. Water, not water. Sorry, stall. Not water. I prefer not water in this case. All right. Uh, we haven't even talked about double dragons yet. <laughs> yeah, but before the, the the double dragon thing, I want to mention also the uh, the scene for the totem face with the, like the three dragons being related to the lore. Yes. And also the place where it takes place. Yeah. Oh, the place. It's actually Vatatoska's temple. That's why I think it's so cool that they pay attention to this detail. It's yeah. the it's it's her temple that got destroyed over time by uh, Nethog's uh, minions. Yep, it's where the Darkscale um, fate is, up north, and uh, it's yeah, like a wider yeah, exactly. version, yeah. 
Yeah. And Darkscale is one of the three dragons. The other ones are Vetterfolnir and Vidolfnir, which, uh, again, yeah. there's uh, a fate for Vetterfolnir and Vidolfnir is, you know, part of the story a bunch. So, not too I much remember seeing surprise. a lot of groups uh, go to that area to practice Death of the Heavens and stuff. <laughs> I hate, by the way, I hate doing that. I have so much PTSD from turn queuing into turn four to practice Wormhole that I, like, I'm like, it's just the, people start to like try to use the arena, but it's not the same arena. So like they can't envision it properly. I'm like, why did we spend so much time here? Oh, it drives me nuts. My team knew, my team found out the hardware. I was like, oh my fucking God, we've been here two hours. Please. I yeah, we never have to do that actually to like go into T4 or anything. I hate doing it. I'm, I, I'm I, like, I, I, I'm glad if it helps people. I just sit there and like let, I just let, let them work it out. Let them work it out. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> Go crazy. Oh, all right, my door creaking is fucking the shit out of me. Stop. There we go. It's because the window's open. Um, but the, yeah, so, uh, yeah, okay. Coming down. Coming down from the anger. Yeah. Double dragon phase. You let Thornton live, most likely, and you come to double dragon phase. Now, while I think... The, D, so the DPS check here is, is much easier, I'd say, you know, after you've done it a few times than the Nidhogg phase. This is my favorite phase of the fight, personally. Mm. I really like it, mm. too. Yeah. It is a very, very respectable mechanic dance, despite being a full uptime phase. And it's it feels like it was designed intelligently enough and again, credit to Mr. Ozma for this, um, that it understands they are giving you, they can give you shit patterns for DPS. And that it's balanced around the prospect of you potentially getting shit patterns for your melees and your tanks and stuff like that. And I respect it. And I, I'm a bard, I don't give a fuck. But for them, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, when the party has to go all the way to the back, you can't have your melees thinking like, well, how do I get uptime during the, you don't, you throw a fucking spear and you shut up. You don't have a choice. That's all you can do. 150 potency. Enjoy. At least it doesn't break combo anymore. Exactly. That's, that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just love this phase. I love raw flames. I love the, the fire ice, both the times it's used. The way Grace Velger is finally given some mechanics, basically Shiva mechanics, basically EAS mechanics. Yeah. Uh, but my general thought about this phase was that I'm surprised, or at least I haven't seen it, that nobody made a joke about a song of fire and ice, because I felt like this was basically a song of fire and ice. Like a Game of Thrones kind of, you know. Oh, that's a game. Okay. I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, up. I, uh, I made I a very different. I made a joke. very different joke about this phase. Oh, I know which one. <laughs> <laughs> very different Wait. joke. What was it? Uh, maybe we should not bring it up when I have sponsors <laughs> for the show. <laughs> I would. I would refer to my twit. Okay, Sly, if you'd like to. Refer to my Twitter, go back a few days in the tweets, and look at a tweet where I mentioned naming clips. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to move forward <laughs> and not linger on this. And, uh, yeah, cool face. <laughs> Again, it's the- definite- sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, um, 
my impression of the face in general was at the very first time, oh, this is like so far into the fight and there are a lot of mechanics that where you need a bunch of data points and a bunch of polls in order to actually figure out what they what they are and what they do and how to solve it. Um, I was very surprised that they put it that, that deep into the fight. So it, it really prolongs progression where you need to make it to that face also. Yeah, he found, he found yeah. it. He found it. He found it. it. You found it. Oh, Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, that, that does really add a lot of difficulty. And at the same time, um, while we were also on the topic a little bit here and there on like stream progression, if this was fully streamed, this would probably also made this fire, this phase a lot faster to progress through because you have shared progression points across groups. So more data points means easier time to figure it out. Um, overall, though, what I also noticed was um, at least in our group, that when we started having like panicky calls, usually this phase wipes you immediately. Uh, because as our also said, Chad, like the bosses enrage so easily, so fast. Every single mistake enrages you or enrages the bosses. That means you cannot progress anymore. You're done for this poll. You just spend 12 minutes and it's over. Um, so uh, I, it was, I don't know if it was on the first day or on the second day of progressing through the phase, but I pretty much immediately said, okay, uh, from from this poll on, I will do the calls. Uh, later on, Skylar helped as well. And I, I just did them as calm as possible. Uh, if the group is calm, then the phase will fall over. And it, it pretty much did. The, after we said that and we we did that method going forward, we pretty much got to the end immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, uh, for, for all of you, I, I want to go back to that because, uh, like, all the time when we talk about, you know, EXs or Savage in general and, and you know, punishing mechanics, you know, you fuck up, you know, you get a damage down. And, and even in this, like, the punishment, I feel, is... I'm not going to say too severe, but like, it just takes punishment to a new level. Like having a damage down in, in, in Nidhogg just pretty much screws the entire face up. And then like messing up a mechanic or dying for Hraisvelger makes Hraisvelger mad and you pretty much are fucked. What did y'all think about like having these types of punishments in comparison to the stuff you've just seen in Savage? I like it. I felt this feels very appropriate to an ultimate at modern times. Um, it You really need severe punishment in order to keep an ultimate fresh and also not have it die in just a few days. Because if, <laughs> if you could zombie through the ultimate like you can in Yukov, I think the ultimate would die too fast. So having this kind of fail check really makes it remain at the, okay, five, six, seven days uh, for, for the first group, and then it's similarly for others. Yeah, I do think with all the tools, jobs, and stuff have these days, like Rep Mage, like instant reses, uh, tank invulns, like even LD, you can heal it up yourself now. 
like it definitely like makes it so you can just like not zombie through it and see more. So I think mm-hmm. it's good for an ultimate. Also, there are actually damage dots in this phase as well. <laughs> if you get hit by the orbs. Yeah, the orbs. <laughs> yeah. Gives you yep. Yep. Although so this phase that. you might reasonably be able to still kind of they, you can do a lot that's beneficial to the phase even with that, especially while you're progging. So uh, it's mm. it's not like Nidhogg where you know you instantly kind of give up. I suppose um, we had a da- mm. I think we had a da- we had a damage down in one of our pulls and we just walled them during the right before the transition. I think. Yeah. So, again, the DPS check here at least takes into account like the fact that you could get a bad pattern and you could just have a worse DP. Like we had one pull where they're at thirty three percent. In the second Akafa, we had another pull where they're at forty percent, but both pulls were final pull, final, you know, final phase pulls. So mm. it just mm. goes to show how well balanced this phase actually can be. Um, and I'm glad it doesn't really feel like they're pulling punches because it's late in the fight. It, it which is, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of the end being the easiest. You know, I get why yeah. they do it, but I always want to feel like there's this escalating. Tension that isn't just my fear of making a ba- a simple mistake, which is what it is. Ultimate is built that way. The end is yeah, always a like you that face. But this one was, this one was this. The whole time I'm like, nobody fuck up, nobody fuck up, nobody. Fuck up, nobody fuck up. <laughs> what was your reaction to the first time? All reaction to two things. What was your first time reacting? Or uh, like first reaction to realizing that the ice and fire cancels each other out. If you stack them, did you notice that fast or was that? So I, I don't remember if I noticed it right away. So the way my group did prog, um, was we essentially agreed that if you wish to look ahead, you could, but you were not to tell anyone what was going to happen going into the next phase until we saw it. But I think for that, because we had, once we got there, we saw that that's the first mechanic that happens. Um, that immediately became a discussion point. And it wasn't like as much of a mystery. So I, I think I just saw a bunch of tethers and freaked the fuck out. And then somebody who had looked ahead had basically been like, yes, they cancel each other out. I, I think yeah. that's what happened. Cause I don't recall any like immediate reaction to seeing those or thinking that about them. Um, but I didn't know later that it was gonna, they were gonna cancel each other out with the cauterizes. That, that was a surprise to me. Well, that, 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 speaking of Carterize, I wanted to ask, what was your, what was your reaction to Carterize? I, um, I don't know. I, I saw that there was no way to avoid it, so I think it kind of solved itself immediately. Uh, when I thought of, I saw the AoEs, I saw one was fire, one was ice, and it just, at that point, I had already been educated from how they interacted, so it, it just instantly made sense to me. Um, I just couldn't figure out how the tanks were supposed to work there. And when I figured, when we figured it out, <laughs> yeah. we were like, oh, it's just. Involved. Yeah. yeah. It's when, a- when we saw it the first time, also we were like, is this the Enrage? Yeah. And so like- we had like a, a couple of like things we wanted to try. Like we even like had like lore discussions. We were like, okay, so we, we could try killing one of them, right? So that the side is free. And then we were like, okay. Who do we kill though? Which one? And we're like, what? Well, my my idea was okay. We kill Vesvalga because maybe Vesvalga doesn't actually die, and like the low twenty percent, he's like, 
oh, my Neuralink is gone. Thank you so much. I will help you kill Nithog. And then, and then this cutscene starts. <laughs> so that was one idea. So one of the first ones we actually then, uh, tried to kill Oswaga to get him to 0.1%, but he just stays alive. You cannot kill him before. And the other, uh, other counter-argument was, okay, what if we defeat Nithog instead, because how do the elegant colors actually work? How, do, how does the device work? If the owner of it is not alive anymore, does it still control you? So we were like, okay, both are feasible. We just have to try one. But after after Viswaga stayed alive at 0.1, we pretty much knew, okay, yeah. we have to do something else. We have to figure was, out a way to get the things through and stuff. Yeah, we have to, we have to figure out a way to keep... Uh, the ice of fire on a player and also have the tanks survive. Tanker B3 was one of our ideas, but we also immediately said, like, that's probably not it. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. for um, for us, yeah, I think it was just there's already so much information cir- circulated that the, the people who were unknowing, like myself, I think it was six of us who were completely unknowing until we got to a mechanic, it was immediately kind of undone by the two that were aware, because at that point, we were against the clock, you know, in terms of how many hours yeah, people fine. were going to be able to do at that point. So um, that definitely impacted it a little bit more than if, you know, we had cleared it in seven, eight, nine days, however long it would have taken. Uh, but it, I didn't feel like it really detracted, because that whole phase, like I said, is one one heart pumping thing of just nobody, especially because let's say you did lose someone to Ray and Ray was at 0.1% and you could theoretically kill them at the end. The touchdown is the ultimate. No, you won't. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, Oh, race Falker's all the way on the other side. Maybe we'll, no, nope, 90,000 damage. That's hundred thousand, hundred twenty. Nope. Okay. No, we are not surviving that. So I like the last little touch. Also the proximity touchdown at the end is a real go. Fuck you. It's like Titans proximity and, Ooh, woo, you're like a step too far forward and it just obliterates your fucking health bar. Yeah, that, that's also oh. why we kind of thought it wasn't Tanko B for like a second because of the touchdown damage because we weren't sure if it was a drop-off or just like that amount of damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, to answer the question of Alice in chat, we got to add... I have a bunch of timestamps noted down. Uh, we got to Dragons on Friday at noon EST. Pretty much on the clock. It's pretty quick. <laughs> it's pretty fucking quick. The, the first time we saw the tattoos, I immediately thought, I remember DMing Zep, I immediately thought, like, we have to cancel them out probably at some point. Maybe not the first set, but, like, definitely at some point. Because, like, it was very obvious, like, Fice and Aya kind of thing again. That just makes sense. The tank thing was, I think, the tougher thing to figure out there. Like, no, yeah, like, yeah. actually, the dragon heads, like, glowing or not glowing. And how that affected the tanks probably was the big thing. I mean, it affected the other positioning too, but I think that was that was really big. So I think the biggest struggle we had was actually the hand of pain. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> fucking Rockafar. I think that was I think that, that was the biggest struggle actually that phase. We we figured out everything like very very quickly and also came up with strategies very fast. But um, we had hand of pain uh, disbelievers. And we had hand of pain believers, so it took us it took us a night to sleep on it to come to a conclusion about it. To the vaults, every pull see the percentages. Yeah, because we had like some really weird uh, situations with it. Like many times, we actually didn't see it at all, so our pull was basically just wasted because naturally we had them at the exact same percentage. 
Um, but on the other times, what happened was uh, one of our ideas was, okay, maybe... So we know that the Akafa is baited on the furthest teeter. Um, so we thought, okay, maybe it's about the healer positioning in terms of like proximity in regards to the dragon. And if the tether is white or purple, you go to that dragon and place the stacks there. And <laughs> if you do that, you coincidentally also probably meet the check because it's, it's the, the only dragon you can attack because <laughs> you're right on the dragon. <laughs> but uh, one time, uh, the dragons were so far uh, away, or like the difference was too big that it didn't work out anymore. And then we... Uh, Agreed on, like, okay, this is not the way. Uh, let's figure something out. And then overnight, uh, our caster looked at it again. I was like, okay, yeah, every poll, it was just the HP diff. And then we said, yeah, it's just the HP diff. Everyone agreed with it. We had a poll. We that- did think, how it- Oh, sorry. Hmm? Sorry. Well, we, we pretty much did... Th- the, the first time we did bring it up, the reason why we had people not believe in it was because 2% is hella tight. Yeah. Um... And in T, it was 6%. So it's quite the difference in terms of, like, precision that's required here. Um, but on the other hand, the HP is also not comparable. So and, yeah, The other and, one also happens, the, like, six times, and this one happens, you know, twice. Twice, yeah. yeah. The, the other thing is also, again, he did put every mechanic into this fight. <laughs> so... <laughs> Constant PTSD of everything. <laughs> over and over and over again. It just keeps happening. Um, yeah. I remember we had a really confusing pull with that because we, I actually, we actually didn't know. We knew it was like a similar health mechanic, but we didn't know the threshold. And, um, there was a pull where we survived and I immediately tabbed between the two of them. One was at 74, one was at 67. We just hit one so hard that it went from 72 to 67 before I fucking tabbed over to it. Because we held our twos until after the fire and ice for whatever reason. (laughs) So it just got blasted. Meanwhile, another pull, uh, somebody targeted the wrong one and we had one at 59 and one at 81. That was, was not fun. I definitely remember a group calling multiple times, don't overdo it. <laughs> when we said to hit one boss, it's like, don't overdo it, make sure you swap back in time to the other one. I think it happened to us only once where we overdid it. Yeah, it only happened like once. Yeah. But usually, we, we Everyone get the good eye on it. to get it, yeah. Oh, boy. And then you get through it all, and you are rewarded with uh, everyone that was waiting, like, when's the transition? When's the transformation? What's going to happen? And the game kind of fakes you out. It makes you think you're going back to eye phase. Alphano shows up, starts hitting the red eye, even though it's untargetable. And uh, again, really nice detail. Alphano has unique dialogue for Thornton returning yeah. and taking the eyes. He talks about how he can't believe he's about to do it. He grabs Justinian and tries to drag him away to get him out of out of the battle. And a bunch yeah, of stuff like, like that. Uh, well, there'll never be peace between dragon and men and stuff. Yeah. Again, really appreciate it. And again, Isail's in the back, Hoshfont's in the back, fighting. So, just the, all these little things that I just appreciate so much. And then... Yeah, I, I really liked how Alfino like, runs to the Estinian and covers him for the alternate, alternate okay. end. But do they actually die, though? No, they actually... They <laughs> He says we need to get Estinian out of the way, and then they do the yeah. vanishing thing, which ind- indicates that they've, oh. like... 
You know, it's like when you talk to an NPC, they walk two steps and vanish, but somehow they're at the the quest. Oh, okay. When you get there, I never saw the yeah, I never saw the vanish thing for my POV, so I just assumed they would just get like blown up by the eternal defense every time, (laughs) (laughs) blasted to death. Also, alternative end is a hell. The minstrel did that because no way Thornton thought of that. All right, (laughs) alternative end. It's a cool way of doing it. Yeah, and then we get this phases. Um. This phases, you know, super ultimate new thing, and that is Dragon King Thornton. Thank you, Thunder God P- Sid, for your model. And the model. PTSD kicks in right away. Yep. With the first mechanic. <laughs> my exact so words. Clear. My exact words. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Same to the age. The first time... Okay, so obviously now that the, the phase is like more known and people can um, look at the mitigation macros and everything. And with the other Exoflare strap being out, the first time we saw this Exoflare, we had the chariot with it, and we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, but moderate, moderate. Interesting, but moderate. Next poll, we get there. It's the Dynamo. <laughs> and we are all on the edge of the map, and we just insta <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just silence. <laughs> just silence. Because <laughs> I remember, like, we had one meme across the group, which was like, if if you assume something works in one way, just stop. Just stop. There's probably a variance for this. Probably has another yeah. way that you just haven't seen. Yet. <laughs> and this was just another case of it. God, that fucking dynamo chariot with every mechanic it's so subtle in in the other two like it's the yeah it's a little movement for for the x's the thought of it is just like i don't want to do i have seen some wild fucking dodges other than the world second team's dodge which i think is the standard one at this point i've seen like a center point to like between two of them to like one where you like loop around if it's like a do- i was just like ah, it's, it's fucking don't Oh. Yeah, the the way how we handled that was basically if it was chariot, do whatever you want, just don't die. And uh, if it was dynamo, um, you would look at the arrows of the three extra flares, and the one extra flare that is not being pointed at is going to be the safe spot. And uh, our other ninth Iolus uh, was in the hyperbolic time chamber practicing on vaults on speedy calls for the extra flare. Yeah. And here's a funny story. He did that, and he DM'd me. He was like, ah, I've practiced so much on the vault. I'm ready for this. And uh, first time we get there, and I is now ready to call it. It's a dynamo. We are inside. He calls for, we go there, and we die. And there's, the just, there's just complete silence. Because <laughs> I was like, Oh, yeah, but we pretty much just said, okay, take a deep breath, pull again, it happens, whatever, doesn't matter. Next poll, we get it. Um, That is probably, like, the definitely not the... I don't know, I'm not sure what the intended strat is. I know, uh, when I was looking back at the previous victory laps, I always noticed they have this tendency to make it appear wild and difficult but in reality the moment you look you take a deeper look and investigate a little bit 
you will notice there's a pattern that makes it really easy to solve and actually execute. And I feel like they've literally just done the same thing. And I think it's an active decision, decision, design choice that they have here to make it appear, whoa, triple exaflare? What the heck? And there's actually, oh, there's a way to do this consistently every single time without yeah. having to worry about it. Do you like that though? Do you prefer it that way? Because I know I Artis, was, Artis was saying you should hot fix it and like make it so you cannot do that dodge anymore. Uh, I think it's fine. I why think why it's do fine. you say that though? Because he thinks it's too easy of a face now. Because of being able to do it that way every time. I mean, it's harder than any of the other final phases, like the last three minutes, I'd still say, in terms of like comparing it to the last three minutes of Perfect or the last three minutes of Ultima or the last <laughs> three or Golden. It, yeah. Like, X's aside, it's the most involved last three minutes of an encounter that we have. Full agree. Yeah. Mm. Especially it is, it's, <laughs> it, the, the way I pretty much describe this phase to every group that asks me or every person that asks me is, it's golden Yukob, uh, it's golden face from Yukob, but told from the Wandering Minstrel in 2022. <laughs> Go- golden on crack. <laughs> and I think this is pretty accurate to it still. Um, if you consider how they've done the, the, the dodge mechanic before, then this falls just in line with it, where there is a strat that makes it really easy. When I, when I did see the, I, I did talk to the World Second group a bunch and they told me about the strat before anything was like shown yet. And I was like, damn, that is a wild strat that is going to trivialize this face so much. Yeah. Yep. You you are absolutely genius for Imagine. figuring this out. Imagine if we knew that on the zero point two on the day before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so funny thing in in my clear, I accidentally discovered something I didn't know going into that that there is an uptime giga like that you are an uptime exa where you never ever have to take that step back, but it requires you to pay yeah. attention. I, yeah, right. This is the, the this is the way we did it, right? It's the one where we did for Dynamo. one, yeah. one. If if you have Dynamo, it's it's it works on both Dynamo and yeah. Chariot. Mm-hmm. Um, one extra mm-hmm. flare is always going to be a safe spot in the center of it. Yeah. Um, that is a way you can obviously do it if you want to, but it's the more difficult. Yeah, I did it by accident. It. I just lost track of the booty, so I just dodged into the extra flare <laughs> in front of me. So, and it happened to be that Exa flare. But I could have been unlucky because if you go to that Exa, the uptime Exa, and you actually do take the step back, there's a chance that one of the other two will actually clip into the back. So you have yeah, to be it's, very it's, sure. You, you need to be dead center of the Exa flare in mm-hmm. order to be safe. Yeah. So I got 50, I got a 50 50, or I'm sorry, I, uh, I, I had 66 33'd, I think, into that not killing us and causing us to lose that pull. So. Thank God that didn't happen. But the auto attack mechanic is probably my favorite thing of the yeah. phase. Um, I really like yeah. it. Yeah, it's just it's two autos on the main tanks. Uh, they get both. They they get they both get a different debuff, a lighter or dark, depending on who's first, who's second. And then the third one is basically a shit ton of debuffs on a third closest person, and that person's not a tank, so there's no way they could take a say. They give you a physical vol, a light up, a light down, a dark down. They make sure it's very apparent you will not take another attack, or it will kill you. Um, and I just yeah. like that extra attention to detail between each of the mechanics that the auto is being a mechanic. I, I just, I, I like that detail. 
Yeah. When uh, we saw that mechanic as well, and we started to see further and further into the face, and we started to figure, like, to think about the the auto attacks and everything. In my mind, I was just like, "Please don't tell me this is an actual face with actual mechanics. Please, please don't. No." Yeah. <laughs> and it is and so it isn't. Far. It is and it isn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah, once you see the the next exit after the Giga Flare, you kind of like, okay, it probably just loops. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, thank God it just loops. Because, like, the Ockmorn, the way the Ockmorns is done, very static, but also, you know, the, again, the in-out variants, plus it's still a big mitigation heal check. And the Giga's yep. in-out, and then, you know, a simple a simple rotator pass through the boss to get to another safe spot. So, uh, it's what just I, keeping it steady. What I abs- Yeah, what I absolutely love about this final phase um i felt so after the revisions in shadowbringer and and walker when you go back into yukop or yuvu uh the, the the mitigation checks don't feel as tight anymore and yukop you usually just use a tank lb as well on every single monafa so if people forget the mitigation is usually like eh, 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 it's whatever and you were the same you it's a little bit more tight but usually it's still very forgiving. Uh, in T, I feel it's it's a little also again a little bit less tight, but also still forgiving. And this time it's actually just like it was in UCOP 2017, where if you miss your mitigation, that is probably over. You will have severe troubles going through the Akmorn because the healing is pretty tight on it. Um, that is something I really, really enjoyed again, like seeing this happen. Um, and it also made me appreciate the comment of the developers before the ultimate that said, we gave certain jobs or like most of the jobs, not machinists, uh, mitigation tools to, um, like play around with, right? And everyone is going to have to use their new tools in order to get through this fight. And I was very, very happy to see that actually being true. Love that you threw that not machinist in there. <laughs> not machinist. Sadness. Sadness. Oh boy. And at the end of it all, you uh, you cry, and you have to go back and rewatch the final cutscene that they play because it's much longer than it normally is because it's a full That's on so like good. close to a story, yeah, to this alternate story. Um, it's a really good cutscene, yeah. Yeah, but I literally started trying to read it, but I was so overwhelmed with the fact that I didn't have to wake up at three in the morning. I just, I couldn't. Like, I was just like, huh, I can't. He's, uh, I don't. Know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Very emotionally charged by the end of it all. Uh, what a fucking wild ride! Yeah, it was. It was definitely yeah. a, a journey to progress through this fight. Uh, so. And we even we cared. It was like all the emotions just, all the emotions yeah. just came out. Just everything. There, it's funny, especially. <laughs> as, I, I guess we didn't mention this yet, but uh, we saw. Let me check. I have the timestamp. So we saw the first time this phase on Saturday at 10 p.m. EST, and we thought that we were behind. We thought there was another group that, or like another groups even, that were on this phase and progressing through it. And we said on the Saturday, okay, this is the final phase. Let's push. 
let's 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 do this and um then we progressed further and decided for a five hours sleep for Sunday, progressed okay. through the phase the entire Sunday, had really low N wages, like zero point two or two percent and when the consistency dropped eventually due to human limits and fatigue, we had to make the call to go to bed, take a power nap. And at that time, we were really like, this we is lost. it. We, we lost. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we had the shot at the 0.2%. And um, it was not meant to be. And then we were like, okay, this is it. We go bad. But after we go bad, we were clear. And then when we came back after that, we cleared it in like one and a half lockouts. But that's that, surprisingly, that, nobody else killed it. That 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 pretty much explains like why we were like so emotionally charged after because there was a lot of going into that. Yeah, I think most people have been just breaking down immediately upon <laughs> being done with it too. <laughs> I remember. <But> yeah. <laughs> Also, like for me personally, well, the team was actually sleeping for four hours because because I it was actually me doing the call. I felt very guilty, and I also was just like, whenever I laid down to like close my eyes, I was like, ah, I can't, I can't sleep now, I can't. So I was just talking to friends a little bit and took a hot bath, stayed up for the four hours, and then when the team came back from sleep, I cheered up everyone and. And just said, let's go. Let's get this. Uh, I think the biggest, like, the biggest telltale sign of the mood, I forget whose video, a clear video I watched, but once they got the clear and you could hear the jubilation, all of a sudden I hear someone scream, I can finally do something else! <laughs> and, oh yeah, like, that That's is the me. biggest... <laughs> yeah, it's like, not only just wanting to get sleep, it's just... Being able to do other shit now after you've gone through like so many days of this. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of relief. Um, I, I hope that the developers don't take it the wrong way. I personally do enjoy long fights, but I can definitely see like, like, you know, if, if you, if, okay, if you're a designer, right, and you hear people say mm -hmm. something like that, you would assume, oh, maybe we should tone it back, you know, make it easier again. But I hope they don't actually do that. I hope they, they remain on a, like, similar difficulty level. Uh, yeah, next I, fight, next fight's gonna be 30 minutes, by the way. Shut up. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would prefer it to be slightly shorter, just a little bit. It's gonna be a not. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a fifteen-minute fight followed by a checkpoint into a nine-minute fight. Oh my I I would agree mm. with that. I something like that. I can um, agree more with. Uh, personally, I I love the nineteen minutes, but I can I can definitely agree with people saying this is too long for us. Um, it's very difficult. It's very execution-heavy. Uh, so if their solution is to split the fight up more and have like, let's say two checkpoints, three checkpoints, and then they're like, let's say like four or five minutes, and then the second part is like 15, I think I would also be fine with that still. 
Yeah, I want them to more creatively use checkpoints to create longer encounters if they're gonna if they're gonna dial back how much time there is like from beginning to enrage. I do want them to have more creative use with the checkpoints now that they've shown they can incorporate them and they're not there's no negative stigma. Like it, it, there was initially because people are used to how they use checkpoints before. And this yeah. undid that at least in terms of how they could use it for ultimate. So I think if they intelligently use them, we could see longer even encounters than this one in terms of collective time between the two. Yeah. But if they decide to do one straight encounter, I think that one that is 19 to 20 minutes is good occasionally. One wish I would have, though, if they go deeper into this theme is that upon meeting an a checkpoint, I would love for the instance timer to be reset. Yes. Yeah, just, or just give me a longer instance timer in general. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be okay. I'd be very, very, very okay with that, either of those results. Uh, I just, I think, the, so the big thing is this being the 6.1 ultimate, I think the point one ultimates have more room to be longer encounters. I think if they stick to point three, which is their current plan, we'll see if it pans out that way. I think that the exhaustion of raid groups, both in their paid time off and in their general emotion towards progging, going from savage to ultimate to savage to ultimate to savage, which would happen if there is a 6.3 ultimate and they do make that schedule. Um, if it's another 20 minute, I think they do run into a, a, a negative feedback of, of the might, exhaustion. Yeah, so, yeah the yeah. more mid groups and stuff will definitely not like that. Yeah, because people literally can't take paid time off that, like, a lot of people just can't do that that frequently. I think you can also make the argument for this ultimate, at least, that we had this long downtime between the ultimates, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. in a way, I also felt like this was them saying, hey, you guys remember ultimate? (laughs) You guys been saying this game is easy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. (laughs) It's not... One thing also about the, the checkpoints as Savage, I would definitely prefer if we the checkpoints for Savage were just the same as this one, where it's only like two to three yes, minutes. Yes, I miss X death. I miss X death. Not a like eight minute fight checkpoint, and yes. then a five minute fight. X death is still my favorite way they've ever used a checkpoint yeah. in a Savage. A four minute, like super intense, quick DPS check. Followed by a twelve and a half minute like final boss. I yeah, love it I agree. so much. I, Definitely the way to go that, for checkpoints. There's one more reason why I I would love that so much more, and it's because I think the eight minute encounters suffer from only having two potions, and that makes a DPS check inherently easier because you have one guaranteed potion that you have on the opener that people usually never miss, and then you only have to do one more potion correct. Whereas if you have a longer fight with one HP pool, that means you need to do like three potions now in total that you need to do correct. I wonder if they'll ever do a Savage where they do like a shit ton of like the like trio style downtime phases, but the boss health is much lower <laughs> in exchange for it. I wonder. Maybe. Have they done that they, before? Something similar? For Savage? I, I mean, they've done downtime phases, but I mean, like, that's, Neo, like, the primary gimmick is, like, these big downtime yeah. phases. Neo has a few, but they're not really downtime, I guess. Like, he has, like, trio-ish, but it's not really downtime. 
And you exit yeah. yeah, also, don't Cheap. forget, we could also get another 14-minute slugfest like EADS, even with the cutscene. I was, in the I was so. about to say, I actually don't think we will have another door boss in P8 or P12. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised. I think, I think they noticed on E12, or like at least I noticed it as a player, that the if you have the door boss, it makes it... They, they make the second fight not as difficult. Like, it's more so, I'll figure out the mechanic, how they work, but executing it is easier in comparison. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, where th- and they had E4 and E8 long fights, and then E12 was two short fights. I think they are doing the reverse now, where P4 is the door boss, and then P8 and P12 are going to be the long ones. At least I do 100% think P12 is going to be a long fight, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, there's. I, there, I hope that they're just both long fights, to be honest. Yeah. But if yeah. they, they want to do a checkpoint again, X-Death, Neo, X-Death. Yeah, Gaia definitely felt like a ultimate last phase to me, at least, from the mechanics. Like, it just felt like a ultimate last phase where it just, like, it does the same mechanics but just slightly changes it every time. Maybe they put a checkpoint into the first fight. P1, you mean? In P5, P9. <laughs> yeah. Why would there be a checkpoint there? Why not? Faust. Faust. Yeah, uh, Faust. Faust yeah. yeah. There you go. I just want any excuse to fucking throw Faust in. I hope they just use Faust. Like, just use him. Like, just don't even Make change it. Make it Ultimate Faust. Ultimate Faust. Yeah, there's three Fausts in the game. They could do yeah, an Ultimate the, Faust. Yeah, Brute the origin Faust. of Faust. Yeah. The origins of Faust. Who, who the hell came up with Faust? That's something if they run out of ideas from all the other fights. Listen, there's <laughs> a bunch the of ancient. stuff they didn't wouldn't actually that, use in Alexander. Let's just get it all together. Wouldn't that just be three doors then? You got Faust and then what was the Three doors? Is that the name? Three doors ultimate? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and, then they, and then they combine and he has like 12 bombs with this. Brute with Faust. The, the crudel thing. Yeah. yeah, Brute Faust. Brute Faust and they'll well, actually just, remember to include height this time. Yeah. Oh, I just had uh, a, a, oh this is going to be off topic again I just had a really cool idea with loops and checkpoints you know what they could do for the next ultimate okay let's say we have a P1 yeah, and you can do three things different and you do one thing and the next and you have a checkpoint and that phase is like six minutes long and after that phase you do it correctly you gain a buff now you go back to P1 now you have to progress to P2 at the next checkpoint, the second checkpoint, and you get another buff there, and now you do it and, and badges. This isn't Final Fantasy XI! And after you collect three badges, you can do the P1 correct now, and then you... <laughs> then you <laughs> get victory lap. The final four! <laughs> Bro, I'm here to kill bosses. This isn't... I'm not trying to figure out absolute virtue again. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm not into it. It's like, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moved on. Oh man! But that's yeah, that's no, Dragon Song's no. reprise in a nutshell. It's a, it's about a two and a half hour nutshell, but it's a nutshell, all right. Mm-hmm. What a fucking fight! True. Wait, Sly, I have a question. It's, Sly, it's one fight of many. Uh, nope. Have not tried it. Oh. No. Nope. Are you going to? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not until I get people. Not until I get people. Yeah. Again, like I like, I do have a static, but like if I want to do ultimate, 
Like, I'm pretty sure some of them maybe not wouldn't want to do uh, Ultimates, but I would need to assemble a newer form of the Avengers. So I, I need to get. Do we people. need to do? Do we need a rich style party to do the Sly Song? The Sly Song reprise. I'm up for that. You can sign me up. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, you got to beat P4 and make sure your bis for at least full item level first, because I I don't know where where yeah, your group's. Yeah. Your group still raids just like once or twice a week, right? One one day a week. Sunday a still. Week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I figured as much. Sly match. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that's good. Sly get a rich. <laughs> that's that's gonna no, that's gonna be a sly match instead of rich match. That's good. Alright, well, um there is another topic that we could discuss, but given we're already forty minutes over, um I think, if anything, a quick st- Statement at most would be of interest if. Oh, oh, I got this. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's up? So, so, Yoshi P made a statement on the Lodestone. It has been of of contention this week from a lot of content creators. Happy made a video about the housing yesterday, update, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, housing. Yeah, housing. <laughs> yeah, you, you should probably, you should probably go check it out. I mean, I mean, poor, poor Happy. He was struggling to get through the fucking video. Like, it's, it's like the issue's that fucking bad. But, you should probably go check it out. Derive your own opinions. Again, this is like, everybody has their opinions and they probably said it on Twitter or in some video form or on stream. I know I talked about it the other day myself, but, um, I will say this, like, I, I, like, even with all the quote unquote controversy, Rovar still needs their pick. So again, no fucking allegedly bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. There you go. You you get the Yoshi P point from me. It might Thumbs not be up. worth much. There you go. No, it's it's definitely yeah. Thank you. It's definitely yeah. feels good to have the, most of the community still support of Wolfers achievement. Um, I do think we we made a huge mistake there. Um, I understand. I I think the entire group also completely understands where Yoshida's statement is coming from, and um, I think collectively. For us, at least, I can say this for the entire group's player skill. They, whatever was used is not necessary for no one. It was always considered just a nice to have, never a must have. And, um, it, it was a mistake. So, there's that. And y'all on forums, mass reporting people, dude, get the fuck out of here. Stop. Stop doing Get a hobby. Get some, do something else with your time. Yeah. <laughs> For the love of fucking God, please. Yeah. It's not that big a deal, bro. There's numbers and commas. Like, get over it. <laughs> that's, that's the end of it. Anyway, that'll be the last this channel touches on that topic. <laughs> Just felt like it was unavoidable to briefly have to have a discussion given 
everything that's happened, but we're yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, there's there's plenty of videos talking about it already, including yours. I think everyone can just make their own opinions on it. Yeah, talk to people, Mm -hmm. talk to talk to the top end groups, ask them what they think about it, and honestly, that's probably the, the only thing you can really do. And then move on. Grab some popcorn and uh, join join the spectator crowd. I got Doritos. Do whatever it is you feel like you got to do. On that note, liquor. Yeah. I definitely felt like I needed one of those shelves the last week slot. Oh, yeah. After... <laughs> After we cleared, I immediately, I, like on the day of the, uh, like when we were about to clear, I told the group, yo, regardless of win or lose, I don't care. But after we clear, I'm going to pop open a bottle of liquor. I'm going to get so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like My man. My Celebrate. <laughs> All right. With that, thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of State of the Realm. Sly and I have to have a discussion about the next several showings because uh, now I'm free. I'm free, Sly. You're all free now! Well, not all of us. uh, Us three are free. Well, no, Skylar's not, but... Skylar, no, I mean you're you're freer. Uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm rating in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up then. He's not free. He's not free. <laughs> I'm going back in. <laughs> going back Yo. in. All right. Well, let's let's get but, you to that because you probably want to use the restroom or eat something real quick before you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, Zep, I'm still remembering where they can find you at. Uh, on Twitter at Zeppi Monado, not with the Y, with the E, and. Uh, on Twitch, Zeppi899. Also, just a quick shout-out, if anyone actually uh, needs someone for a group or some reprog or friends for, any, for uh, anything, feel free to DM me. I'm pretty free. So, Cool. Also, do you Sly as well. If you actually want Z to do Sly, it. we can do it. We can organize it, Sly. Just got to just gotta make sure you got it. <laughs> yeah, Zeppi. Z-Y-P-P-E. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> no. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Skylar. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at, what you're working on at the moment. Uh, Skylar TNT on Twitter and Twitch. I'll probably be streaming on DR, DSR in a couple minutes, maybe. If not, probably Cleese will be, so you can watch that. All right. Sly? You can find me at switch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly Fox. Um... Otherwise, stationwsly.com for all of our stationwsly uh, stuff. Speaking of which, um, if you are on Primal and you run a venue, let me know on Twitter. I'm planning a thing. So please let me know. And um, happy. I'm free. Well, I'm actually working on Ultimate Guides mm. at the moment, and also some other things that are late versus series. Um, we're also patiently waiting for a potential 16 trailer. We were told it would be soon, and we also were uh, told it's. We told it was done. We told that the trailer would be soon, and so we might be getting ready for some big Final Fantasy count-up stuff, replaying the whole franchise again, and doing a bunch of incentives and things like that. So. Uh, that is looking to be hopefully a fun time, but we are waiting on that. And that's largely what I'm waiting on. Otherwise, right now, I'm just chill. Uh, thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon again for supporting our Patrons of Darkness, Kucha Cross, and Kern. I thank you to both of you. And thank you to everyone for supporting over there. You don't have to. It's, we, we produce the content the same for everyone, but we love you all the same. 
And so Skylar can actually get out of here. I'm not going to drag this on any longer. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll have a very short post show because, again, Skylar needs to get the fuck out because I know what it's like to be in that situation. So thanks, everyone, for hanging out. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Peace, <laughs> Wrap up. Bye-bye.